This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Adams Morning Show, Monday through Friday, 5 to 10. KLEQ and KLEQ HD1, El Paso, a town square media station. Morning time is so early, but you gotta get out of bed. Brush your teeth till they're white and pearly, comb the hair that's on your head. Morning time is so early, a cup of coffee perks you up, and then if you're still feeling tired, pour yourself a second cup. This is my chorus, hope it doesn't bore us, if it does, then just ignore us. This is my chorus, hope it doesn't bore us. This sends my chorus, this sends my chorus. Broadcast ready. Activate now. The morning show that's live and local. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Here's your host, Buzz Adams, on 95.5 KLAQ. All right, thank you so much and good morning. Welcome to the show, everybody, for this Wednesday. It's Wednesday, June 29th. Get ready for... uh, Well, hopefully you get a three-day weekend in some form with uh, 4th of July next Monday. And uh, we are getting close. Now I'm I'm starting to uh, note when we're getting close to the pre-kind instead of the weekend. Is there anything for Wednesday? The (laughs) pre-weekend. I was going to say the pre the pre pre weekend. Yeah, the pre-kind is getting earlier and earlier every yeah, time. It's hump day, you know. It's something. Especially because there's a holiday coming up. Right. I feel like it does start a little earlier. Hmm. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. We've got uh, plenty that we're going to be sharing with you today. We've got a true crime report on the way. We are going to talk about uh, a vegan company that is making a vegan meat that they've designed to look feel and most importantly taste like human flesh that's right they're putting out a beyond meat human flesh burger Ew, wow. so many questions yeah who was the taste tester to get it no it's not How right yet. oh wait know what wait. it tastes yeah. like if you think it's creepy me describing it wait till you hear these people they're talking about like how they work to get the texture right the way the human flesh I'm like who was your expert right. Jeffrey Dahmer no all right well what did you think about the bombshell testimony uh, yesterday from this lady that we nobody heard of before before yesterday it was a you mean Cassidy Hutchinson Cassidy Hutchinson. testimony do you know what we're talking about John I saw the headline yeah <laughs> okay supposedly Donald Trump reached across his Secret Service agent and mm-hmm. tried to grab the steering wheel of the car to get to because they didn't want to take him to the January 6th Capitol. And he was like, Take me there and tried to. <laughs> now, you Why know, is that, hilarious? that was sorry. that was one of the parts of the testimony where she didn't actually see it. Like she heard from one of the guys from the a- from the agent, right? The agent was like, Dude, trying to take the steering yeah. wheel. <laughs> that seems like it oh would be God. pretty easy. Get that agent. That told her the story and have him, you know, under oath, hey, did this happen? Because at this point, it's just like hearsay, right? Kind of, but it's also very uh, compelling and hilarious testimony. Can I, can I tell you something? 
of all the things that I've heard about Trump over the past, like, four or five years, that's the thing that actually makes me have a little bit of respect for him. Actually crazy? Yeah. Well, just that he actually was so committed to his own BS that he believed it. Take me to my people. Right. When he said, we're going to march to the Capitol and I'm going to march with you, I just thought, oh, okay, he's just, he's just, you know, talking to the rubes. He's just fooling these rednecks into doing it. But if he really wanted his driver, his Secret Service detail, to drive him to the Capitol, I guess at least he was serious about he wanted to go out there and stand next to these people as they invaded the castle. Uh, Let's talk about the most serious accusation. She says that Donald Trump, Giuliani, everybody knew that this was going to be a violent thing, that people were planning to bring weapons and people were planning to do do things. Well, you're right. That's substantially the most important information that came out. Also, they knew that they had weapons. They they knew they had ARs. uh, um, Metal detectors, Joanna, that a lot of Donald Trump's crowd apparently weren't allowed to go to the rally because the metal detectors show they had all these weapons on them. Mm-hmm. Well, Donald Trump said, I, I, I don't want... Li- off. No, no, he said, I don't like how small the crowd looks. Please let everybody else in. And they're like, no, we can't let them in. They have weapons. They have weapons. And he's like, I know they won't use them on me. Right. They're he, not here to use them on me. He said, they're me. not here to do- use them on me. He's like, I don't know about you, but for me, they're not. I'm safe. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's about everybody else. So bring, let them in. Let them in. But as I'm hearing all this stuff, the catch up on the wall, the trying oh. to take over the steering wheel and everything, I'm just like, yeah, sure. That's what I'd expect. No, I wouldn't expect this from a sitting pres- From No. Yeah, none no. of that surprised me at all. I bet that's not the first plate he threw against the wall. That he, he's in the that White he House. knew weapons and dangerous items that he potentially put <clears throat> other congressman yeah. and stuff that doesn't so it doesn't surprise me one one single bit. well you know what shouldn't surprise you is the fact that all of these really do look like it's leading up to a um uh criminal, criminal charges criminal charges and here's the here's the deal I'll, i was listening to a lot of analysis by this yesterday if merrick garland the AG. A- attorney general of the united states right now charges donald trump with any criminal charges maga world will go Crazy. The threat of violence is real. The threat that they would take up arms in his name is real. Like, if they're criminal charges and they're going to haul Trump in front of some some tribunal, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, how would you do it? Nobody's ever done it before. Nobody's ever. Well, it'd be in in the federal. You know, we don't have. It's not Aztec days. We don't have a giant temple where we do this in front yeah, of. But it's they're not normal. Gonna, they're not yeah, gonna, they would. They would do it normal no, thing. They're not going to walk him in in an orange jumpsuit. No, they wouldn't do <laughs> that. On. But like any other white collar crime, they have they set court dates and they would let him. What, what are you talking about? I'm saying that we've never put a president. We've never had to. I mean, people thought they were going to go that way with Nixon. That we would see Nixon in court getting sentenced to jail, and then he got a pardon from his successor. From Johnson. I mean, no. from um, Ford. Ford. Yeah, you know, almost fifty years ago, we were going. We, the country was in a similar position. Every, you know, you had half of the country who were no. like, "They need to charge this dude talking about Nixon with crime." No, we once, the, once the tapes in- came out, everybody who was a Republican were like, "Oh yeah, he needs to go." Oh, Even yeah. Barry Goldwater was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely." I'm not saying that it's a that it's exactly the same. It's not but, remotely nearly well, the same because on. today Republicans. Still support. This would be like if the Republicans had not told 
Nixon you yeah. know, to step away. But what I'm saying is, as as this stuff comes out to the public, you had a lot of people who were like, oh, it's just a hippie conspiracy right. to get Nixon. It's just a hit job. Yeah, it's just, you know, a witch hunt to get Nixon. You had the other half who were really, really howling with rage when Nixon got his pardon from Ford. You know, they really felt like Nixon deserved to go to, to prison uh, for Watergate. And I think... In that way, it's similar. You got half of the country who thinks this is a scam. I've talked to some of them in the past few days who oh, think yeah. that this whole thing is just a sham. And you got half of the country that if Donald Trump doesn't end up in a penitentiary, uh, that no, there's some I don't kind think of miscarriage of justice. I think that there are legitimate questions of obstruction of justice. There are legitimate questions of uh, overturning. A, du- a, a duly certified election. No, no, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm just saying the situation, well, if you wanted to draw a comparison, you could find yeah, plenty. Yeah, sure, they're supporters. But but anyways, the point of the tapes in Nixon's case was that they the Republicans turned. The Republicans turned on Nixon. So there is no there is no comparison there because Republicans here will never turn okay, all right, on Donald Nico, Trump. I'm trying, I'm trying to comparing it to the mood of the country as yeah. Watergate was unfolding. Yeah. And I was very, very young. I mean, like a... God, I might have been a kindergartner when Watergate was going on, but I can still remember because it was on TV every night, and every adult I knew was talking about it, and you really had, I can remember these conversations. Oh, they're just out to get him because he makes the hippies. I guess it's like Nixon, you know, would make the hippies mad is the is the 1970s equivalent of owning the libs. Yeah. You know, so I think there is kind of a comparison between 50 years ago and 2022. Well, I, either way, Merrick Garland is going to have a huge decision on his hands whether to, to bring criminal charges or not. If he does, MAGA world will, will go crazy. If he does not, he's kind of tacitly acknowledging and approving that... A president can get away with anything. Yeah, yeah that a president's above the law. Right. Uh, yeah, so, like like I say, in 19... Uh, you know, when Watergate was going down almost 50 years ago, people were having this conversation. You can't let him get away with this. He's got to be held accountable. Nobody's above the law, even the president. There are definitely some well, parallels. A lot of people think Gerald Ford's chances were sunk the second he did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gerald Ford was a footnote to history. I mean, there was no way he was going to get reelected after pardoning Nixon. Um, so that's a thing that's different. Probably still, despite all this, the Republicans are just going to clean house in November. You know, that's probably not. It would be interesting to see if this changes the needle. It would be interesting to see. I mean, I don't, I don't see a lot of people who, well, here's the thing. A lot of the Republican politicians privately are telling re- reporters and correspondents, oh, this is terrible. This is damaging. This is damning evidence. But then they're going on you know, on the record or going on Tucker Carlson and saying, ah, no, nah, it's no big deal. Yeah, MAGA. Uh, all right, let's find out what else is going on on the show today. Joanna's got entertainment news that's coming up shortly. What do we have on entertainment news today, Joanna? We learned a hell of a lot about Chris Pratt yesterday, including how he felt after everybody attacked him for the healthy daughter post he made. He cried. He cried. Yeah. Uh, so I guess he out. really bared his soul in this interview. Yeah, we found we out found a lot out. about CP. <laughs> yeah, we found out he doesn't like to be called Chris. Yeah, well, weird. he says that nobody nobody that's his friend calls him Chris. They either call him Pratt or CP. No, but then he goes, that's not my name. Yeah, it is. It's and your that's name. that's why we call him the worst Chris. Yeah. So... <laughs> We're going to learn more about Chris Pratt. All right. Uh, news headlines, Nico. I feel like we kind of dipped our toe enough into the uh, the bombshell uh, surprise testimony. Oh, here's some yesterday. news. I wore a shirt that I found that already has, like, some stain on it. And I didn't know that this had a Let stain on it. Let me see. 
Oh, that's crusted in there. It's that not looks crusted. like maybe some pizza sauce. It is pizza sauce. Yeah, no, but it looks like it's been there for weeks. It's possibly not. Months. It was last night. Uh, okay. I thought. Are you I, wearing this shirt from last night? I think you pretty much admitted that. Yeah. You might as well own up to that. Yeah, I'm There's no getting around that. I was eating pizza. So that's some news. Wow, news. that's your news. Yeah. Nico's shirt. I don't is feel like dirty. you're taking this seriously. 100%. Yeah. I take it very seriously. What? I feel like you guys did the whole news already. Yeah, seriously. Hey, Joanna, yeah. Nico's got a t-shirt. It's just a plain black t-shirt. And I it's wait, a, no seas pendejo. Right, and it's nice. just nothing else. Exp- I wait, which means I wait, no seas pendejo. Don't be a, be a dumbass. Yeah. Okay. Is that what it means? See? Yeah. Nice shirt. Is that like a merch shirt? Yeah, from it's a, a merch shirt from... Uh, so it probably tied into this. <laughs> Irma Ruiz. Irma Ruiz. This is my thing where I'm telling you, they sell these shirts, people buy them after a comedy show, and then they go in a closet and nobody ever wears them. Except, I guess you, with your pizza sauce. Uh, the point, pizza. they get worn all the time. <laughs> all the time. It was probably, like, really meaningful in the act or whatever. No, yeah. she threw me one for free. I, got, I have so many comedy t-shirts. <laughs> all right. I have uh, some of your t-shirts, weirdly enough, too. I have a Star Wars one accidentally that got thrown in my laundry. Dude, I've been looking. I'm short on t-shirts, especially my super comfortable t-shirts. <laughs> I want those back. Like, the other day, I was like, oh, this, this t-shirt is a little too tight. Or this one's just, like, doesn't feel comfortable. Where are my good t-shirts? <laughs> I want them back. This is my ploy to get you to hang out with me. But it's the Aww. hottest part of summer. Oh, I need those soft, comfortable. Mm-hmm. We did yesterday for like three hours. We hung out. It's it was, it was nice. one hour. <laughs> okay, well, like it felt like it three. felt like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and his daughter came out and actually talked a lot. Yeah, Nico asked my daughter. I don't like to. Do, she doesn't like to be talked about. She doesn't like to be acknowledged on the radio. But he asked her. Are you, do you think you're more like your dad or more like your mom? And without even a millisecond's hesitation, she goes, oh, my mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Why? And she goes, I said, I think you're more like me in some ways. And oh, she goes. That's totally a buzz answer. What? My mom. Uh, immediately. Oh, my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, I think you're like me in a lot of ways. And she goes, please, there's no way I could ever be half as gross as you are. Yeah. <laughs> One percent as gross. Right. As you. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah, she's she's probably got something there. Buzz <laughs> is like it takes years to become this. Yeah, thing. I didn't master this. Uh, we've got a true crime report uh, about 15, 20 minutes off, and Joanna's going to have a look at entertainment news for us. Here's a preview of what's coming up on our new rock and local rock feature on Sundays. It's Q Connected every Sunday from 5 to 7 on the new rock front. Papa Roach, Falling in Reverse, Hollywood Undead, and Bad Wolves all have new songs out. They have a couple of things in common. All those bands have new songs, and all of them are playing that free speaking rock show on Saturday, August 27th. So you're going to hear the latest from all of those bands, Bad Wolves. Falling in Reverse, Papa Roach, and Hollywood Undead. Plan on being at Speaking Rock for one of the best lineups of a summer concert series ever on August 27th. 
On the uh, local rock angle, Daniel is going to feature Borderland bands like Fusebox, Cigarettes After Sex, Emily Davis, and Jim Ward. It's brought to you by The Rock House. That's Q Connected every Sunday, 5 to 7. The Rock House is at 9828 Montana. Follow them on Facebook and check out Q Connected every Sunday, 5 to 7 on the Q. Also getting ready and stocked up for your 4th of July parties. We're going to be making a lot of appearances for Glazers. So join Nico from the Buzz Adams Morning Show later today from 5 to 7 at Total Wine and More at the Fountains of Farrah. That's right. Did you? Are you hearing about this for the very first <laughs> time right or there? did you know about this? I knew about it. Oh, good. <laughs> you can leave stocked up for your celebration beverages for 4th of July. You could also walk away with tickets to Wet n Wild Waterworld in Anthony. And you can use those to watch their big fireworks spectacular on July 4th this Monday. The Wet n Wild Fireworks Spectacular is brought to you by Ranch Rita, a margarita-style drink inspired by a far West Texas legend. Speaking of West Texas legends, I went out with my daughter and my girlfriend so I could show them the bumper stickers that somebody's been putting on light posts and <gasps> stuff. Did you take stuff. pictures? No. Oh. Well, we're on Country Club. So the ones I saw, they say, okay, but they saw them. It, Somebody's putting a bumper sticker that say, Ditch Buzz Adams, El Paso knows better. Do they? Do they? <laughs> Do you? But these were not cheap bumper stickers. Somebody put money into putting up anti-Buzz Adams bumper stickers on light posts. Does it bother you, or do you love it? I've never been more flattered <laughs> in my life. <laughs> like, it... The fact that I upset some, I triggered somebody so badly that they went out and spent their hard-earned money to print up Ditch Buzz Adams bumper stickers. Honestly, I've never, re I've never been as humbled by praise before in my life. Thank you, whoever that is. Also, how much for would I have to kick in to get five hundred more printed up? Let us know. Also, <laughs> are, are they anywhere else in town? If anybody's got yeah. your like your your anti-Buzz Adams uh, bumper stickers, please forward a picture. <laughs> I'd like to see please, them. Yeah. Tell me where in town yeah. you saw them. The ones that I've seen are, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a coincidence. They're all within like a five-mile radius of my house. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes open. Let me know if anybody else sees those. Nico, do you want to hear some some of the latest of the golf drama? I kind of do. <laughs> All right, recap the situation oh as you <laughs> recap the situation as you know it. All right, the uh, PGA, the Professional Golf Association, was the longtime uh, running professional golf uh, tournaments that you could play at. Well, it was kind of like the. The main one. The main one. The only sure. one. Well, a Saudi Arabia-backed league called LIV, or 54, has poached several high-profile ta high, high talent uh, from the PGA, uh, including Dustin Johnson, um, Phil Mickelson, and uh, they're giving them outrageous sums of money. Sergio Garcia is Sergio another Garcia. guy who took their dirty, dirty money. And the most recent victim to fall... To LIV is Brooks Kepka. I don't know if I would characterize somebody who just got like a hundred million dollars as a victim. I don't know if Brooks got like a hundred million, but Phil got over two hundred million. Dennis Johnson, uh, Dennis Johnson, uh, Dustin Johnson got a hundred fifty. So Brooks probably. Is it got weird? I don't even like golf, Joanna. Now you're knowing. You're I don't right. like golf. Yeah. Why are we invested in this? Yeah. Stupid All right. So so here's stupid drama. Here's I love this it. drama. A lot of the reporters are saying, hey, we know that the Saudi Arabians totally chopped up that journalist. 
and uh, stuffed them into bags on the orders of their leader. And we know they've got a ton of human rights abuses. Why are you playing for these guys? And the true answer is, hey, they gave me so much money, I'm never going to have to worry about money. And my, my grandchildren will never, ever have to worry about money. That's just how deep their pockets are. And there's been some criticism, uh, not only from fans and reporters, but fr- from some of the other people on the golf tour. The latest to uh, jump ship is Brooks Kepka, who is, you know, uh, a known quantity in the world of golf. And Rory McIlroy had some criticism. I think Rory said something along the lines of, you know, I feel like I can still win out here on the big tour. I don't have to take a payout. <laughs> uh, so Brooks, Kep's, Brooks Kepka was asked about... Rory McIlroy's criticism for leaving the PGA Tour for the 54 Tour. Uh, look, I got respect for Rory as a player. He's good. He's phenomenal. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I didn't see it. I didn't hear about it till basically like a day ago. So, um, look, he's entitled to his opinion. He can think whatever he wants. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what all these golfers are saying to everybody. It's like, you can think what you want, but they gave me $100 million. But I am a filthy rich. But I'm now. rich. I hit balls for a living. <laughs> and somebody was willing to give me a hundred, or a, in the case of Dustin Johnson, a hundred and fifty, or in the case of Phil Mickelson, yeah, two hundred million. Yeah, all those human rights. Oh, what? Uh, here's Brooks Kepka on when he began thinking about joining the fifty-four. I mean, it's been around a lot longer than you guys have figured it out, or when you guys first heard about it. There was a bunch of stuff going on, so you know when. And then all of a sudden, it, this became real. This is a whole different thing when it became real. Yeah, when did it become real? When they pulled that truck full of money back into my driveway and opened the back doors and just started unloading gold bullion. I guess. Well, see, the thing about Brooks Kepka on this is that, sorry, Joanna, to go into the news, I know this entire saga. He had been denying or saying, no, PGA is where it is. You know, he'd been saying all these things, kind of supporting the PGA and kind of throwing shade on, on LIV. Um, and it was in, uh, where was the most recent Open? The U.S. Open. The Country Club? Or what was it the called? The U.S. Open was at the, yeah, the Country Club in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Massachusetts. So before when reporters were asking him what he thought about the, he, he was like, guys, stop stop asking about LIV. You guys are casting a black cloud over this event. Of the U.S. Open. The maybe. U.S. Open, yeah. Well, it's because they were all asking, well, are you going to move? Are you going to go? And he's like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about it. Well, we finally know, yeah, he was planning um, to. And like I said, my my opinion changed. I'm allowed to have my opinion changed. <laughs> a lot of money for my opinion. Yeah, I wasn't willing to change my opinion for forty million, but for eighty million, uh, I it definitely definitely changed that. I would change my opinion for twenty dollars. I mean, for for a hundred million dollars, I might have helped him chop up that journalist. To tell the truth. <laughs> I would have been there cheering him on. That is, I'm, I'm not serious about that. This is very morbid. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check our entertainment uh, headlines and kind of forget we had this part of the conversation. Uh, Joanna Barba has our Hollywood news. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. 
Dakota Johnson revealed what it was really like making the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, which ended up being a bit crazier than anyone thought, all because of the book's author, E.L. James. In an interview with Vanity Fair, Dakota said James had creative control and could be demanding at times. She often insisted on things that wouldn't work in a movie, like a character's inner monologue. She said it was always a battle, and they'd even do multiple takes, both the version the author wanted and then what they wanted, and said, quote, if I had known at the time what it was going to be like, I don't know if anyone would have done it. I would have been like, oh, this is psychotic. But no, I don't regret it. There are things I still cannot say because I don't want to hurt anyone's career. Jamie Dorton and I were treated very well. E.L. James is a very nice woman and she was always kind to me. And I am grateful that she wanted me to be in those movies. I'm surprised that any movie company would give E.L. James, who basically wrote fan fiction based on Twilight and then changed the names to other names, right? that and they just, would give her that kind of control over a over a huge Hollywood release like that. Uh-huh. Well, maybe they were like, well, we're going to try to stay true to the, the book, but there are some things that don't work in a movie. Well, a lot of times what they'll do is ask the author, can you write the script version of your of your book and sometimes the author will get a lot more control if they were the script writer if she wasn't though yeah she could have just been a she just, you it, know the thing say, about she had creative control how 50 shades of gray she originally wrote that as fan fiction it was supposed to be edward and bella what? from Twilight. i always thought i was like okay is this a movie about vampires also that's not just a rumor or a fan theory that's no, yeah. that's the fact that's, that's why i truth. always thought oh it's about vampires too <laughs> what the 50 not, shades of yeah. gray and no, it's just some dude well, who likes to sing. So her her reasoning for it being a difficult movie to film wasn't because of all that stuff, all the sex no, stuff. It was they were letting the E.L. James have creative control again, who's basically a fan fiction author, have control over their multi million dollar Hollywood production. I would like an inner monologue at this point. This is a movie we don't really. You do can do inner. Mo- I, I mean, know, I know they do. There are ways to do inner monologues. It's not like it, you can't do it. Yesterday, we learned a lot about Chris Pratt. Like, remember when he posted a tribute to his wife, Katherine Schwarzenegger, Mm -hmm. and one of the things he praised her for was giving birth to their healthy baby girl. The internet really ragged on him because his son, with his previous wife, Anna Ferris, was born premature and has had a health problem because of it. Right, so they were dragging him because they were like, oh, uh, unlike your son, who's not healthy... You freaking worst of all the Chris. Right, Chris's. that's why they call him the worst Chris. Well, Chris says that he was really upset about it. In an interview with Men's Health, he said, quote, that is effed up. My son's going to read that one day. He's nine and it's etched in digital stone. It really effing bothered me, dude. I cried about it. Also in the interview, Chris, sa- Chris says that it's funny that he's become, quote, the face of religion because he doesn't even believe in it. Yes, he believes in a very real God, but said, quote, not in the customs created by man, which he believes have been used to control people, to take money from people, take money from people, to abuse children and to steal land and to justify hatred. Pratt has been accused of attending Hillsong Church, a controversial church that has a reputation for being what Elliot Page called an infamously anti-LGBTQ church while slamming Pratt on Twitter. Pratt says that he's never attended Hillsong Church and instead goes to Zoe Church in Los Angeles. And then in a different interview, he came out as a non-Chris to those who know him best. He says that he prefers to be called Pratt or CP, but no one calls him Chris. If they do, he says it feels weird and quote, it's not my name. Don't call me Chris. 
is Chris. Well, it's Chris. Chris. His name is worse, Chris. So, (laughs) out of all the Chris's, out of all the Chris's, look, it goes Evans, Hemsworth, Pine, Pine. Pratt. Okay, exactly. That is the order they go. Oh, Plumber. I put Plumber in there. (laughs) Christopher Plumber. But he's not even the. Okay, I'll I'll give it to you. Yeah, but he's still ahead of Pratt. Yes. Good point. I think he's deceased, too. So. Yeah, I just told you that. Well. <laughs> With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. He kills it every day. I love the morning show. Buzz Adams in the morning. He's hilarious because he goes outside the box. Makes me laugh going into work. El Paso's Rock Station. 95.5 KLAQ. Every Friday, KLAQ rolls the weekend starter six-pack at 5 o'clock, so we get your weekend started with six in a row from one of your favorite bands or artists. And this Friday, six from Soundgarden. That's 5 o'clock Friday afternoon, getting into the 4th of July weekend. The Q's weekend starter six-pack is brought to you by Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. Play the hottest slots in electronic table games at the place where there's always more fun in the sun. Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. So Congress uh, reconvened the January 6th committee yesterday, and there was a lot of speculation. You know, was maybe they got Mark Meadows himself to come forward or Pat Cipollone or, you know, who knows? Maybe they got Giuliani to flip on Trump. But it turned out to be an aide that I guess most people had probably never ever heard of, like a 26-year-old aide to Mark Meadows. Not to downplay anything she said, but honestly, some of the stuff that people are most in shock about, either it's like, yeah, I'd see Trump doing that, like throwing a plate of food against the wall. I'm not shocked by that at all. And then, weirdly, some of the stuff that people are really shaken up about, actually, I was kind of impressed by Trump. (laughs) By Like, there were a few things where it's like, oh, you know what? I got to give him credit, which I'll I'll go into a little bit further. I mean, obviously, he was trying to overthrow uh, duly elected. You know, he was interfering with an election, something that no president has ever done in the history of right. the United States. Obviously, that. That was, but, that was bad. There okay. was a, yeah, that was bad. Throwing seditious conspiracies, bad. Okay. <laughs> but there were a few things that came out, and I thought, huh, you got to give the devil his due. He really did want to go march with those rednecks. Oh, okay. So you you <laughs> you meant that he, he seemed like a hollow kind of... I thought he had no intention of going right. to the Capitol. When he said march down there, he was like, you all are going to jail, but I can give a crap because you're a bunch of rednecks. Look at these rubes. Yeah. But then you find out he actually really wants he, to go. Right. The whole testimony was that he really, really did want to go down there. And it's almost like, well... Good for you. Yeah. I mean, you you have to look for your wins when you get them if you're trying to defend (laughs) Trump. (laughs) Right? In case you missed the reports, here's the latest ruling from the Supreme Court. All right, new ruling from the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to in favor of a Washington high school football coach who wants to pray uh, on the field after games. The justices agreed, though, 9-0, to zero, that no amount of prayer is ever going to help the UTEP minors. It's the latest ruling from the Supreme Court. 
You got China. A new survey asked Americans if you could only keep one streaming service, what would it be? And I thought that was a pretty good question. Dang, that's a hard one. If you could only keep one, what would it be? What if I have one that's a merger with the other? Mm hmm. Uh, like, like how, like, like I have Hulu, but I also have my HBO on. Like it. the attachments, like you can use yeah. Hulu to buy the uh, stars or what are the other? Well, ones? Yeah. Showtime. I, I'm gonna say they've got to broken out by individual services. So they've got Hulu and HBO Max separate. They've got Disney, Netflix, okay. Amazon, Paramount, Apple TV Plus, Discovery, Peacock, and then they got a category for other. So I guess that would be like screens. <laughs> Tubi. Isn't there one that's just horror? Yeah, Shudder. Oh, Shudder. <laughs> I, I don't have it, obviously. Tubi. Wait, did Tubi... Tubi free, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. So, <laughs> what do you say? Which streaming service would you God, keep? that's tough. Um, Hulu. Mm-hmm. Hulu does have a lot of content... Like, give me an example. That's all my anime. Like, Hulu would not even be in my top Hulu three. Hulu has the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Designing Women. You know what else has Golden Girls? What? Designing Women? Cable. No, it doesn't. Well, I don't have cable, so. Go out and buy a box set. You could probably get one for, like, eight bucks. For the Golden, Golden Girls? Girls? Are you insane? It's very popular. Right? Uh, also, all my anime is on... Hulu. So you guys are going Hulu. A lot of my cartoons are on Hulu, so yeah. Oh, here, here's a good one. What, what cartoons do you, do you watch? Rugrats, Hey Arnold. <laughs> you know, I ah, shared real that monsters? with you, not expecting you to laugh at me after you, watch... you gave your anime answer. No, I know. Do you ever watch Ah, <laughs> Real Monsters? Ah, Real Monsters. Love great? it. Yeah, I relate to you. Hey, dude. You ever watch hey, any, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Any watch, watch any Nickelodeon live action? Salute your shorts. Salute your shorts is great. <laughs> Love it. Netflix, so, yeah, Hulu. Net, really, you guys will just go home and you'll sit down and it's like, I'm going to watch some Designing Women. Yeah. I'm going to watch some Golden Girls today. Okay, let me ask this question. What do you think most people chose out of all the streaming services? So this was nationwide. They asked Americans um, of all walks of life. Probably Netflix. Yeah, Netflix probably honestly, is the legacy. The, the only reason I have Netflix right now is because Stranger Things comes out on Friday. You got it right. 31% uh, said Netflix is the one that they would save if they could only have one streaming service. I'm going to go, and this is I, a I, weird choice, I'm going Disney+. Plus because oh, that the, is a good choice. Because of the Star Wars stuff. Like, I would have been just beside myself of... If I'd been hearing all this stuff about Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and I couldn't have if seen it myself. If you only had to have one streaming service, you're going to just watch Star Wars content over <laughs> and over? What are you going to do? No, he could also watch a Goofy movie. <sighs> um, Ex exactly. Okay, Little Mermaid. Simpsons, I guess. All, the, si all the Simpsons? All the Marvel there. stuff. No. No, but it's mostly the Star Wars stuff. And I mean, that's the thing that I would just be... I wouldn't know what to do with myself if that were on and I couldn't watch it. You know what's <laughs> one that I love right now? I'd have a fit, probably. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I really love Discovery Plus. What's on Discovery Plus? Uh, my 600-pound life. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 1,000-pound sisters. Well, guess what? 1% one, one of people pick Discovery Plus as... Wait, is it Discovery Plus because everybody's plus-sized? 
Probably, if a lot of <laughs> stuff like that. But that's also where you can get like the the true crime things, the Queen of Meth. That was a good the, one. The more real, uh, the real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. I started watching this show called High Design, and it's this chick who goes around the country. It like just gets really high? No. Well, that too. But she, uh, like, make makes over dispensaries that are Ooh. failing, and so she gives them a makeover. Like Bar Rescue? For bar Rescue, but for cannabis dispensaries. <laughs> it's amazing. If you, I love it. If you can't, if you've got a license to sell marijuana and you can't keep your head above water, I don't think anything's going to help Well, you. she's I mean, going to places where the market is saturated with these dispensaries. Oh, there's too so many. They need to stand to, out. Yeah, right. they need things to stand out. How can we make your dispensary the one that everybody wants and to And then go she to? goes and she shows you how to make gummies and stuff. It's great. It's a good show. I changed my answer, by the way, from Hulu. Oh, you did? Yeah, because you, you, you brought up something uh, interesting. With, high design? Well, no. <laughs> high design. No, no. Um, actually, Buzz, about Marvel and, and stuff. Uh, DC, all the DC stuff is on HBO Max. Every, you know, DC movie, every uh, cartoon, all the DC cartoons. Look, HBO, I already have on my cable package. So you don't know how to access it. Yeah, I do. Really? If you just watch on and just say, oh, TV? this show's going to start up, I'm going to record it. You set your DVR to record it like it's 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what are you talking about? This is called on-demand content. I get my TiVo. <laughs> He's got his TiVo. How are you going to watch? I'm not going to say How are you going to watch one, the one episode you want to watch? You can record TiVo. the whole and thing. No, no, but that like might not be the one you want. Forward through commercials because it's, a, and stuff, it's like usually a, a series. Like uh, yeah, and a series on HBO Demand, you can watch all any and all at the, whenever I you think want. I have that on my cable. Anyway, if you're saying I can only save one streaming service, I'm not going to save HBO Max because I already have HBO on cable. It was <gasps> HBO sense. Max has the Wild Thorn Bears movie right yeah, now. Remember before we act and Scooby Doo, we, we well, got HBO Max, and before that, you could not access all of these got things. HBO, we did together. HBO Max, nineteen percent came in second place. So nineteen percent of people said if they could only have one streaming service, it'd be HBO Max. Seventeen percent said Hulu. That's third place, and fourteen percent said Disney Plus. Amazon came in at six percent. I think I'd still sacrifice Amazon, even with the boys. You know what? Even more so after Friday's snorgasm episode. Oh, my God. I mean, you really got to look at the provider that's going to, like, have all these shows and movies continuing. Not just one series. You know, not just the boys or not and just... you know what? Hulu is always coming out with really good original content. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with Hulu. I Guys, I really tried to watch Ms. Marvel on Disney+, Plus and I just... I, I'm sorry, I just couldn't get into it. But I thought Captain Marvel was one of the weakest of all the Marvel movies anyway. Do you not like Miss Marvel because it's an ethnic a thing? Nope. And a girl? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't know. I mean... Yeah, I feel like Buzz I'm, can't relate to it because it's a young girl. I a uh, Muslim girl, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I whatever. watched the first Look, two episodes. I, I sat down and cute. tried to get into it, and I just didn't get into it. Sue me. No one's saying anything, dude. You guys are trying to get some kind of in nefarious no, motivation. Look at on how woke Miss Marvel has oh gotten. Oh, God. <laughs> really? Is that how you feel? How woke it is? Is it really woke? Super woke. <laughs> it's cute. Almost like they're trying to hit a quota. It's like, all right, who haven't we serviced recently? Let's make sure that we hit. Oh, yeah, we haven't given the Muslims anything yet. Let's definitely give Come the Muslims Come on, man. Something. It's called representation. Okay? You know, I feel like Gen Z needs a little more attention.
<laughs> and uh, it never hurts to have another woman on something. So, yeah. I got a few neckline calls coming in. And one of them is about what I think what we're talking about now. Nico, get your head out of your ass. Designing <laughs> Women and Golden Girls are both on cable. <clears throat> and 60-year-olds don't sound like 100-year-olds. And please stop that fake laugh. Whoa, that was a lot. There was a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack there. Oh, just to be clear, we're not saying that designing women and golden girls are not on cable. Right. No, I know it starts there. It's replayed there all, constantly. It's but just, what we're saying is we don't have cable. Yeah. You guys don't have cable? Nope. No. People don't have cable these days, you weirdo. Yeah, cut you're your the cord. Only one you're the only one still paying for that. And I can have him on demand. Call I can watch any. I can watch any Golden Girls episode I want. Yeah, if I want what, to start who? on season seven where they go do the murder mystery, I can right. do that. Or where they all go onto the game show for grab, grab that, that cash. Grab. Oh my dough. god, dough. You know, I was a big fan of Gilligan's Island when I was a kid, but I never like. What am I going to watch today? I think I'm just going to binge Gilligan's Island. You also never had technology. You still don't have technology. You've never Damn. binged Gilligan's Island, and I feel like you're missing out. All right, it's I'll a three-hour no, no. tour. I binged it when I was a kid because it was on every day on reruns. Okay, what was he talking about? Sixty-year-olds. Yeah, we'll what's about the sixty-year-old thing? Yeah, and sixty-year-olds don't sound like hundred-year-olds. And please stop that fake laugh. Okay. What's with the sixty-year-old? Yeah, maybe is it because when I make fun of you, like, yeah. you're, you're like, oh, you took the Pony Express. The Pony Express. Yeah, I watch Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to hear, hear a really funny story? Okay. So we didn't even get cable until I was like thirteen years old. All right, but it wasn't invented then. Or? <laughs> Good one. Thank you. Kinda. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it was actually. Actually, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it had been out a, a couple of years before we got it, but we we eventually got cable when I was like thirteen, and uh, I was a Gilligan's Island fan because they had a Saturday morning cartoon when I was a kid of Gilligan's Island. Okay. I didn't know okay. there. I didn't know there was a live action. I, I just thought, thought Gilligan's it was a cartoon. Just a cartoon. So when I turned it on, it's like, oh my. It's they're a, real people. There, there's a live action version of a Saturday morning cart. It's like if I turned it on and I found out there was a live action version of Hong Kong Fooey. It was just. That's Hong Kong. Yeah, I was going to say nobody's going to get Hong Kong Fooey, dude. You get it, though, don't you? Yeah, because I'm a nerd. Because he lived with you. Hong, Hong Kong, Kong Fooey, number one super guy. Somebody spell Fooey for me. P H O O E Y, I want to say. Starring the voice of Scatman Crothers. Scatman? 1974. Whew. Yeah, it's an old one. Yeah, I was like second grade and then. Okay, of, and then but the, that was about the time that the Gilligan's Island cartoon was on. Also, Penrod <laughs> Pooch. Mm -hmm. Penrod Pooch. That was his real name. It says Penrod Pooch leaps into action yeah. as Hong Kong oh, Fooey to fight villains. Except with the voice of uh, the, the guy, guy from, from The, the Shining. Shining. What? I've gotta, I've got to stop those bad guys. It was Scatman Carruthers. was the voice of Hong Kong Fooey. I call it the shiny. Yeah, that's him. Okay, so Joanna, did somebody ask... Anytime you need help, Doc, just use the shining. <laughs> Joanna, did somebody ask you on Saturday at the Latin Kings comedy show if I had a fake laugh? Yes. Somebody in your row? Yes. Does Nico really laugh like that? Yes. And then the guy proceeded to imitate Nico's laugh, and he did a spot-on impression of Nico's laugh. It was good. Can you do 
an impression of that guy's impression of Nico's laugh. <laughs> oh, here's what you got to do if you really want to get it down. So Nico uh-huh. clips his microphone off so he, he can really get into it. So it's more like this. <laughs> oh my God, that's a good one, Buzz. Thank you. That was real good, yeah. You're all D's. And then, hold on. So then <laughs> You're we're all big D's. <laughs> then we're leaving. I appreciate it. No, it helps. I mean, it helps and carry. Then, like, especially if the Buzz, joke's not that good, it really helps carry it. Buzz, so. the show ends, and so we're all leaving our seats now. And you hear and from Nico, backstage. Nico wasn't even backstage. He was on the stage taking pictures, and then we just hear, because oh, <laughs> that's my real laugh. And I'm all, he's doing it. Nico, there it is. Nico once chided me or chastised me. <laughs> Because he said, you know, when you go to a comedy show and you're kind of like an insider. No, when you're at a comedy show and you're going to sit at the front, which you did, it it kind of looks weird if you're the one guy that's not like, (laughs) if you're going to be in the front row and I'm going to see you. He's mood. Apathetic. Apathetic. All right. (laughs) I've seen this before. Yeah. I've seen your act like a dozen times. Yeah. Why would I, why would I do anything now? And he told me, you need to force yourself to (laughs) laugh harder. At least pretend a little. Yeah. Well, Plus, you, you know didn't what? laugh at all. I, yeah, I did later when Gilbert Godfrey came out. I was just like, I. <laughs> I but look, I had seen Nico's set. I don't know a dozen or two dozen times. Uh huh. I, I I don't know. I mean, what do you want from me? You didn't even you didn't even do like the little snort like. <laughs> <laughs> These are people on the neckline who've left messages of what they think Nico's laugh sounds like. That dude that's out of my row, Colin. Is that a second one? Yeah. You, you got two? You got two of them. Wait, right. Somebody called in and did a real good one. All right. This is starting to feel personal now. <laughs> in case you missed the reports, here's the latest ruling from the Supreme Court. It's just come down by a decision of nine to zero. The Supreme Court justices agree with Ghislaine Maxwell getting really? twenty years. Yeah, the Supreme Court justices said anything under eighteen would have just felt wrong. <laughs> it's the latest ruling from the Supreme Court. That joke was brought to you by comedian Adam Hunter. Yeah, he must have posted on social media, and Nico read oh, it to me, and have. I said, I said. I gotta steal that. That's good. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Uh, we've got. I'm going to explain to you why yesterday I'm hearing this. What's going on? And I'm hearing what this young woman who worked uh, for Mark Meadows is saying. And I'm thinking, you know, you you actually kind of have to give Trump a little bit of credit on all this. He really he was really going to go. He really wanted to go down there and march with Do those. You? He really wanted wackos. to go with his people. Yeah, he wanted to be there. He wanted to lead the charge. You know. We did do our uh, Tuesday After Buzz, for those of you wondering. We did. Uh, we're mostly doing those Tuesdays and Thursdays now. And uh, there's a new one up where we went in depth talking about Ozzy Osbourne. And bats. Bats. I guess Ozzy and oh, nice. Sharon have moved to the UK since Sharon got fired off of, uh, what was she on, The View or something? The or Talk. talk. They've decided they're going back to the UK, and Ozzy's applied for a to have bat shelters on nice. his property. Like he wants to save the bats because, you know, he tried to eat one. Yeah, once. he went from being their greatest predator, to <laughs> <laughs> their greatest, their greatest, their greatest ally. 
Also, we, and we I was just talking, went down a whole thing about all of Ozzy's controversies. Well, before that, though, um, I was talking about how how depressing the news was for me yesterday because it was just like all some of the worst tragedies. And mm-hmm. it was like I, in the middle of me doing news, I realized how many times I had said the word death. I was like, oh, my God, this is too many. And then I was telling Buzz how news is not like my strong suit. Well, today, you know, just to show you how the winds of fortune can change, we're going to be talking about plates being thrown against walls and trying to grab steering wheels. So, Amazing. This portion of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, the corner of Dyer and Monroe. It's just moments away from Fort Bliss. You can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. Let me... uh, Hit a few neckline calls here, and uh, then I guess I'll tell you why. When I'm hearing this stuff from the from the young woman who testified yesterday, number one, I think she probably got the position she was in probably because Trump thought she was hot. That's my best guess. I mean, she she is very pretty, yeah. She, and she's only twenty five, Joanna. Twenty six. She just had a young. birthday. <laughs> Really invested, aren't you, buddy? Well, that came out in the coverage yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. 26, sir. Like, I guess you can go from being like a newcomer to being a top aide to the chief of staff, like in no time when you got the kind of turnover that they had at Trump's White House. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. A lot of what I heard, it's like, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Hey, somebody get... That Trump gets mad and throws a plate against the wall? That doesn't shock. I mean, does that shock anybody? No. What, kind of. What really shocked me, though, was that he actually wanted to go to the Capitol where the friggin' MAGA, the guy with the horns on his helmet. Oh, the MAGA Viking. All the rednecks were. The MAGA shaman. The shaman, the, yeah. I never would have guessed that he was actually serious about wanting to go there and march with his people. Um... But we got a few neckline calls. Let's uh, find out what we have. I'm so glad you guys are talking about Nico's laugh. I thought I was the only one that was annoyed about it. <laughs> but this. Or the. Let's not forget about the class. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you do that? Do you oh, like. Yeah. Well, do you clap sometimes clap, when you're laughing? Yeah. He does. Sorry, people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell, tell me the truth. Is there a thing among comedians where, like, if there are other comedians in the room, they're kind of expected to be almost like ringers to get the No, the, the no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I don't know. what you've, you've taken this concept and completely... Oh, okay. And, and for some reason, it always comes up now when we're laughing here in the... I, I don't do that when I'm here. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't try and make up my laugh because I, I'm genuinely laughing at these things. And that's just Nico's. That's laugh. just me. <laughs> I'm sorry. When we were talking about Ozzy yesterday, I want you to level with me. Were you being serious when you you said the following? I was. And I quote: <laughs> Ozzy was in Black Sabbath. <laughs> no, I said Ozzy Osbourne was the leader of Black Sabbath. <laughs> the leader. <laughs> And no, I was effing with you. I knew I knew he played for Black Sabbath. You did? Yeah. Name one song by Black Sabbath. Iron Man. Nice. Oh, wow. Is it? Is it right? Good. Oh, good. Because <laughs> Iron Man, good. Black Sabbath, or... Yeah, that was Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, Sabbath, Black too. Sabbath. Yeah, that's right. 
Well, I didn't know if maybe Ozzy did it on his first solo. But, yeah, that's a good job. Thank you. Nice one. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Uh, love the show. Love everything. But I'm the dude that called about how you don't know how to do your laundry, which is ridiculous still. <laughs> but, He's talking about me, by the way. Yeah. Yes. But now you don't know how to check your... Uh, Take your bank account. <laughs> Joanna, can you please, please put together like a video series of teaching Buzz life skills? Because <laughs> like, I think we're all getting a little worried about him once he you know, gets more elderly. But Good anyway, God. love the show, guys. Thank you. all Listen, first of all, I, just ha- I know how to check my bank account every See? month yeah an envelope comes in the mail oh my from God. my banking institution so you're not technically checking it you're waiting for them yeah. for them to check it look i can go by my atm and i can ask for a, a, a an account balance what happens when it's midnight and then and, and an error yeah nobody's inside and an error happens and you want 480 dollars, but then it just says thank you it had never you, happened before. and then you that's go why it was such a it's what you know what? It was i'm such gonna a assume puzzle. that just stayed in my account but you just drove away without any money and then i'll just wait till the end of the month to check it because I have... No, no, no. I the have, next day, I, I went to another location and tried the same withdrawal, and it worked, so I figured it was and a then glitch. Did you, does it give you, like, your balance on your on the receipt? Did you make sure that balance wasn't sketchy and missing another $480? I wouldn't have. I mean, I know this is going to sound terrible. He wouldn't terrible. have even recognized. I, I know this is going to sound awful, and I certainly sympathize with people who are going through hard times, but I would not have noticed a $480 withdrawal. Oh, my, oh my God. Withdrawal. Yeah, that's... I would have definitely noticed and been fighting. I can't believe you just said that on my $480? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't mean for this to sound bad. Somebody but... in the ad chat was like, that's just a drop in the bucket for Buzz. Yeah. Somebody else said rich people problems. Rich people problems. Guess what? Rich people don't even consider me rich. Like, I know rich people. I get bullied by rich people. They definitely do not consider me to be a rich person. I don't get bullied, but I definitely know some of the money in this town. And I am not anywhere near their their stratosphere. Okay, but betwixt the three of us here, definitely. Oh, well, you guys are in radio. Yeah. We're the chums on radio. Yeah. Hearing Buzz's ignorance to checking ba- checking a bank account online. Okay, I just want to point out, my only thing was, I didn't know there was an app where you could go and check minute to minute. I, yeah, I didn't know that. Oh I mean, maybe... God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm too self-conscious now. Maybe I was aware, yeah, of the principle that probably there's a way to do all this stuff, but it never come up before. I'd never tried to withdraw that amount of money, and there been a glitch or a malfunction or whatever. It just never come up before. Hearing Buzz's ignorance to checking checking a bank account online was so cringy. You really don't know about that, dude. And you think people aren't even using that? I have a widget on my phone for the bank account, and it's constantly on my home screen, always blaring at me how much I have in my account, because I always want to know how much money do I have around that I can afford things. Okay. There's more for the call, but but I just want to interject. (laughs) I checked my phone. I actually did have, uh, like, the app for my bank. At some point, I had downloaded it, but I never logged into it or anything, so... And then he tells me yesterday, I don't remember my password. Right, right. So I I actually found the app on my phone, but I didn't know how to get into it, so... 
Dang, Buzz, you you've been making those Buzz bucks. You don't have to worry about any finances. <laughs> and yeah, the car thing you guys talked about last week—that's something I grew up with. Uh, funny story: my grandpa just—he was very, you know, penny penny pincher, and you know, any way he can save money, he would. And he had a—I guess you could say his air conditioning system. He would call it the two by sixty. Because uh, when he would drive down the highway, he would only go 60 because that was another myth or not a myth, but it's another way of saving on gas. But he would roll down both windows and let the air outside cool off as best that West Texas air can cool you off. Because <laughs> he, he always wanted to, he would refuse to use the AT. All right. That's funny. What were we talking about? Cars? Um, air conditioning can use more gas. Oh, right. right. And how my, my dad would lose his mind if one of us had, like, the window down while his, the, the air conditioner was running inside. It was like, you would have thought that we just jacked him for $100 right there. What? The window down a little bit. Wow. What was that? Oh, hey, what's up, you guys? Uh, I used to work in a carnival in Austin, Texas, man, a long time ago, man. Uh, I was homeless. Uh, and I, I saw they had in the paper, man, that they were looking for temporary workers for a carnival, that they were setting up, uh, out in the country, man. It was by the, they call it the Expedition Center, man. And, uh, it's outside. I don't know about now because Austin's grown so big, but back then I had to, I rode my bike, you see. I was homeless, but I had a bike, and so I rode my bike, uh, down there, it was like 10 miles one way, man. Yeah. And then we we uh, we got hired, uh, and our job was to pull the electrical cables from the tractor trailer and stretch them out so they could connect them to the rides. Joanna wrote an article that the ferry is going on in Juarez, <laughs> and we yeah. just started talking about you know, when you see carny workers and you realize these guys go from town to town and they take down all those rides and then reassemble them. Mm -hmm. And it's like you look at these guys and it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. <laughs> and then the call we're getting is like, yeah, they hired me. I was homeless. So I was the one putting together the tilt-a-whirl. And then at the end of the carnival, which was like uh, Sunday, uh, we were supposed to roll these electrical cables, fold them, not roll them, fold them, double them up, man, and then put them back into the trailer. Man, that was hard, is it? Because those electrical rides use cables about six inches in diameter, man, and how thick they were, man, and heavy, too, is it? So when I got down on Sunday, I had to ride my bike all the way back into the bushes where I was sleeping, you know, <laughs> over by uh, Lamar and 29th, man. Yeah, man, it was those were hard days back then, man. I think for the whole weekend I got paid only like $35, man. And there were some weird people, man. <laughs> those were convicts, man. Oh, but that's okay, you know. They're people too, you know. So that's my experience with carnivals. I say, I can watch them. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I had to go Amazing. back to the bushes I was living in, but <laughs> yeah, there's some weird people there. <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back, Nico and Jimmy and is up next. We have news headlines on the way. A missing boy in Germany was found alive in a sewer after eight days. I'll have the details next in news. 
Mornings Rock with Buzz Adams. We've got a lot of headlines to get to, so let's go ahead and get started. Nice to see you all again. Oh, my. And with your news headlines, here is Nico and Jimmy. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. A storm system near the Caribbean is expected to become the season's first Atlantic hurricane. Several tropical storm warnings and watches are in effect for the region. So far, the system hasn't become organized enough yet to be called a tropical storm. But that's expected to change later this week, as forecasters believe the system could intensify as it moves into the southwestern Caribbean Sea. As long as it stays over water, it's expected to be named by Friday. There's another disturbance forming behind the system, but forecasters don't expect that to become a tropical storm anytime soon. Turkey agreed Tuesday to lift its opposition to Sweden and Finland joining NATO, ending a showdown that had loomed over a leaders' summit in Madrid. Alliance Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg announced that we now have an agreement that paves the way for Finland and uh, Finland and and Sweden to join NATO, calling it a historic decision. Both countries have long held on to non-aligned status, but Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine prompted them to apply to NATO. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan had threatened to block the countries from joining unless they changed their stance on Kurdish rebel groups that Turkey considers terrorists. A German boy is found alive in a sewer drain eight days after he went missing. On June 17th, eight-year-old Joe went missing from his home in Oldenburg, Germany. Police mounted a massive search for the boy and came up empty, but eight days after he was initially reported missing, a passerby heard a soft whimper coming from a manhole cover and called emergency services. Rescuers located Joe at the bottom of the sewer drain around 200 yards from his home. Firefighters entered the sewer and brought the boy out safely. Although he was suffering from hypothermia, he had no major injuries, and his family later reported that he is doing well. Well, the House January 6th committee's surprise hearing on Tuesday featured highly anticipated and explosive testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson, a former top advisor to then-President Donald Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, who spent some two hours divulging details about what went on behind the scenes leading up to during and after the attack. Committee members and even some former Trump staffers hailed the 25-year-old for showing the courage to deliver her testimony publicly. Chair Benny Thompson, a Democrat of Mississippi, said members felt it important to offer her first-hand accounts immediately. Before I forget, can I bring up one thing? Sure. Trump went on Truth Social or Truth, whatever it's called. His He did. And he started slamming this woman. He did. And one of the things he said was her story about he had thrown a plate against the wall because uh, he got so angry. He would do that. No, and she said she I guess she said I was the one who had to clean it up and Trump wrote on Truth Social why would she be the one who has to clean it up I barely knew who she was isn't that exactly the person who would have to clean up like the low man on the totem pole is exactly who would have to clean up right yeah kind of well let's hear her uh, uh, own words about that account the valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry at the attorney general's AP interview and had thrown his lunch against the wall. Yeah, that tracks. 
I mean, there was nothing that I, when I heard that, I thought, yeah, this sounds like something they do. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't like explosive for you. Right. Hutchinson's testimony drew the ire of the former president who tried to dismiss her as a lowly and disingenuous staffer whom he didn't know. Trump wrote on Truth Social, his social media site, that he had heard very negative things about Hutchinson during her time in his administration and called her a phony and a leaker. How can you be a phony and a leaker? Phony means you're fake. Leaker means you're telling actual true things. True. If you are a leaker of phony things, then then you're a liar. Then you're a liar. But if you're a leaker, you're telling the truth. You're leaking real things. Yeah. Right, nobody's ever been like, we got to stop these leaks because they're not true. Yeah. Like, we got to stop these, these leaks because they are true. true. Right. However, those who worked in the White House alongside her vouched for her values and her background, including a former White House press, uh, a deputy press secretary, Sarah Matthews, who tweeted, anyone downplaying Cassidy Hutchinson's role or her access in the West Wing either doesn't understand how the Trump White House worked or is attempting to discredit her because they're scared of how damning this, te- this testimony is is for those complaining of hearsay i imagine the january 6th committee would welcome any of those involved to deny these allegations under oath she continued um here's uh Cassidy hutchinson talking about donald trump trying to grab the steering right. wheel of now, his this is the one i want to talk about because this is the one where i was like believe it or not i actually had it's it's like the one thing i've heard about trump that's come out of this where i'm like oh This actually paints him in a better light for me. So this was, he was being driven back to the West Wing, back to the White House. But he wanted to go to the Capitol where he had told the protesters to go, right? So that's where this narrative picks up. Hutchinson is saying that Trump intended to go to the Capitol after his rally on January 6th. And then he tried to take control of the presidential limousine when he was told he could not go to the Capitol. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Now, to be 100 percent clear, this is one of the few one of the stories she told that she had heard secondhand. She had heard from one of the guys who was there, so she wasn't in the car. She says she heard it from the Secret Service agent and Pat Cipollone, White House counsel. That seems like it would be easy to corroborate, get the Secret Service guy who told her this to to corroborate what she's saying. But to me, it's like, uh, I thought he was just lying to these people. Like, I'm going to march. He didn't march down with it. He had no intention of marching. He had no intention now, of going. He was, was going to let that. He was just going to unleash him, and then he was going to go back happily to the White Look House. The I fact did. that he actually wanted to go down there and get <laughs> out with these dregs with his of people. humanity mm-hmm. is like I didn't give him that much credit. Like I said earlier, and I know this is going to be controversial, it is not very often in modern <laughs> day where the king is willing to lead the charge into battle, but apparently that's exactly what he wanted to do according to this young woman's testimony. I guess? Right. Well, the committee is... Right, can you imagine? Like, they go, and he probably had it envisioned. This will go down in history. I mean, it would have gone down in history. As one of the all-time like, craziest moments. we're going to go in moments. there, and we're going to hijack 
the government. Well, and supposedly, we're lead a coup, and I'm going to actually be there myself, and they're going to paint paintings yeah. like Washington crossing the Delaware, but it's Trump goes to the Capitol next the, to the dude with the shaman dude. Yeah, yeah next right to next to the non shaman <laughs> and the Confederate flags and all and 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 Mike Pence in effigy. Right. Young. No, probably at that point, maybe it wouldn't have been an effigy anymore. <laughs> like they might have been like he's here. It probably would have energized him. The the crazy cowboy county commissioner from Alamogordo was there. You know, just imagine all of the rogues gallery of losers that were there. And But to his credit, Trump actually wanted to be out there in the middle of him. So he wanted to be like the centerpiece of this, of this coup, which I guess he knew was violent because they had told him, uh, you know, a lot of these people have guns. It's not a safe situation. Right. Well, the committee's vice chair, Liz Cheney, praised Hutchinson for coming forward. I want all Americans to know that what Ms. Hutchinson has done today is not easy. The easy course is to hide from the spotlight, to refuse to come forward, to attempt to downplay or deny what happened. Also, I don't know if you take this as a defense of Trump. It's not a very good one, but maybe he really believed all this stuff. You know, like everybody's telling him it's not true, but he stuck with it so much. I mean, what it would what it would indicate is a, a, a psychopathic yeah. delusion of some kind. But maybe he sincerely deep down believed after everyone told him after no, everybody told him no. But how could I have lost? Look at him. Look at his crowd. There's nobody there. And they're, they've all got masks and they're sitting five, eight feet apart. Right. <laughs> I mean, that seems to be like a lot of the evidence that Trump's side, uh, the people who defend him is like, just look at the crowd size. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, because Trump was just giving poor Herman Cain friggin' COVID <laughs> at his rallies because he didn't care. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, so maybe it's just, it's psychopathic, it's delusional, but maybe the takeaway from this all is that in his own warped way, he really believed all this crap that he was saying. Well, the more people that come out against him who worked for him, he's going to have much less of an... Like, all, all these people are just rhinos and, and traitors right, right, to him. But Everybody's a dem, and if they're not a dem, well, they're a rhino. Yeah, but this this is damning because this is the people you hired. These were directly under you, and you would say, oh, I hired the best people. I, I, you know, I only get the best. So yeah, Mark, Man- Mark Meadows needs to go. Yeah, up there. He re- well, he's Mark fighting. Meadows needs to go up there. The the they're in court right now because he's fighting the subpoena. He was say that there's some kind of executive privilege or whatever. Well, he, well, he but had, he wasn't the president's lawyer. He, he was, was already pro- providing text messages to the committee, and then halfway through, his cooperation ended. So we'll see. Well, if that- one of the things Liz Cheney said, and this this was also this was real chilling, was at the end she thanked. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson for testimony. And then she said, we need to point out that some of the people who've testified and some of the people who have declined to testify have told us that they'd receive phone calls that seem like witness tampering. Like somebody would say, hey, uh, somebody that we know very well is going to be watching your testimony and he knows you're going to be loyal and you're going to do the right thing. Right. And why are people afraid of him? Of Trump? Yeah. Uh, because he will ruin you in MAGA world. 
I mean, that's a lot of what it is. Is somebody they'll get a call from somebody is like, you know, say, he reads the transcripts, so just make sure so you're what? careful. So, because so what? he F will. Up. Because if you ever want to run for anything in the Republican Party or have any kind of career in the Republican Party, he will wreck you, yeah. and he has the power to do that. That's why they're afraid. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. All right. So anyway, that's me giving credit to Trump. He actually wanted to be out there with the rednecks that he despised. So, I mean, you know, in his heart, he despised. They're poor. Look at them with their beards and look how fat they are. Like Trump doesn't want to be surrounded by he people He did like complain that. about that that day that he didn't like the way that everybody was Why dressed. Why are they putting such uggos on TV? Yeah. <laughs> look how they're dressed. They, nobody in a tie showed up. <laughs> Where are the hot chicks? They look Oh. <laughs> they, oh. Yeah, right. He went all Anna Delvey on it, but yeah, none of it, none of it really, really surprised me to tell you the truth. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Let me give you a quick look at weather. The golfers' forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Going to have a uh, chance of rain as part of our forecast. It looks like every day there's going to be around a 15 to 20 percent chance of rain in the forecast. That includes the weekend. In fact, uh, Saturday into Sunday and uh, Fourth of July looks like we could have up to a 30 to 40 percent chance of rain in the forecast before the week is over. Mostly sunny today, though. 97. Mid-90s, it looks like, for high temperatures. Friday, 97, 94 on uh, Saturday. We're still going to just have kind of sticking around uh, chance of rain at about 15 to 20%. Biggest chance of rain, though, is coming Sunday night into Monday. That's 4th of July. You might get a little bit of rain leading into your 4th of July holiday. Got about a 30% chance of rain Sunday into Monday. And then thunderstorms uh, possible Monday and Tuesday of next week. El Paso weather brought to you by... Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course this Saturday. Get ready for 4th of July. It's a pre-party. It's the Red, White, and Brews Festival at Painted Dunes this Saturday. Gates open at 4 o'clock. Music starts at 4.30. And we've got music from Damian Isaac and also Redemption. It's fun for the whole family. Jumping balloons for the kids. There's going to be hot dogs and hamburgers and vendors and brews from our friends at Dead Beach Brewery. It's the Red, White, and Brews Festival at Painted Dunes, 12,000 Macombs, coming up this Saturday and it is free to attend. All right, we didn't finish up the news headlines, so let's get right back into it. And more of the news with Nico. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Authorities began the grim task Tuesday of identifying 51 people who died after being abandoned in a tractor trailer without air conditioning in the sweltering Texas heat. The death count was the highest ever from a smuggling incident in the United States, according to Craig Larrabee, acting special agent in charge of Homeland Security investigations in San Antonio. This is a horror that surpasses anything we've experienced before, said San Antonio Mayor Ron Nirenberg, and it's sadly a preventable tragedy. President Joe Biden called the deaths horrifying and heartbreaking, adding exploiting vulnerable individuals for profit is shameful, as it is political grandstanding around tragedy. And my administration will continue to do everything possible to stop human smugglers and traffickers from taking advantage of people who are seeking to enter the United States between ports of energy and entry. President Joe Biden's administration is also rolling out the first phase of its national monkeypox vaccine strategy. Oh, boy. Yep. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said on Tuesday 
There are over 4,700 cases that have been detected globally in 49 countries that don't normally see the disease, including at least 306 cases of monkeypox in the United States across 28 jurisdictions. Walensky announced that the U.S. is now expanding who they would recommend getting vaccinated to include people who are most likely to be exposed to the virus. Monkey owners? (laughs) (laughs) Organ grinders? (laughs) Yes. The FDA advisors are in favor of updating the current vaccines to include Omicron for the fall. The general consensus was that the vaccines should be updated with the BA4 and BA5 strain of Omicron specifically because it's the most current variant and also includes the original COVID-19 strain, a.k.a. a bivalent vaccine. At Tuesday's FDA advisory meeting, Moderna and Pfizer scientists presented studies indicating next-generation vaccines will work better than current boosters. Moderna had selected a clear favorite, a bivalent vaccine designed against Omicron and the original strain. Pfizer, meanwhile, presented data on two possible versions of a next-generation vaccine, a bivalent vaccine similar to Moderna's and a monovalent vaccine designed exclusively to tackle the Omicron variant. Authorities say two Mexican men are facing charges after at least 51 migrants died inside a truck that was abandoned in a Texas heat wave. State officials said that most of the 39 men and 12 women found in the semi-trailer in the industrial area outside of San Antonio were Mexican citizens. Authorities described stacks of bodies inside the tractor trailer and others. Some hot to the touch had collapsed nearby. Investigators traced the truck's vehicle registration to a San Antonio address, which they placed under surveillance. The men were arrested separately when leaving the residence. Immigration and Customs Enforcement called the scale of the tragedy unprecedented. Didn't you just do this like two stories ago? Not about the... This is the update of the the men who just got... Okay. Arrested for it. Okay. All right. I thought we'd... All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying two men were arrested for it. Okay. So most of the people in the truck were were from Mexico. Yes, they were. California gun owners are outraged after the California Department of Justice's 2022 firearms dashboard portal went live on Monday with publicly accessible files that include information on those that have concealed carry permits, including their full name, home address, and date of birth. The Attorney General's office has confirmed that private information was exposed and says they're working swiftly to address the situation. With hundreds of flights facing delays and cancellations during summer vacation times, Delta Airlines pilots are about to picket for better pay, protections, and scheduling. A press release says that hundreds of off-duty pilots are scheduled to attend picketing events in Atlanta, Dallas, Los Angeles, and other major airports. The pilots want to resume contract negotiations that were paused indefinitely during the pandemic. They say this weekend's going to be another, like, really difficult if you're traveling by air for some reason because of... Well, the one, there's a pilot shortage. Like, a huge yeah. pilot shortage. Two, I guess pilots are saying that working conditions aren't great for them and that they had... Um, I, in the that, past two weekends, they had to cancel hundreds of Hundreds. Flights, and hundreds. they're saying that get ready. Again, if you're traveling this weekend, just be ready. It could For be, your flight to be delayed it, it or could just be, canceled. Yeah. 
Well, Airbnb started cracking down on people holding parties at homes listed on the site for short-term rentals after a fatal shooting at a house in 2019. And now they're making the ban permanent. The company says that reports of parties at listed properties have dropped 44% from just a year ago. And over 6,600 guests have been suspended last year for violations. The company is also lifting the limit of 16 people at at rented properties. I was about to say, sometimes they show an ad for, I guess it's Airbnb, at the movies. Like that, if you get there before the trailers start you mm-hmm. might see an ad for that and they definitely make it look like you could get like this mansion next to the ocean and you could really have and it makes it look kind of like a party so i was wondering like when does it go from being a large legitimate family get together to a party i guess when you've got like 300 people and and people are jumping off the roof into the swimming pool and mm-hmm. destroying the place and I guess there's been some gun violence recently at some of these things. Uh, people have been di- killed, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. God. What? I would never put my house on that I intended to ever live in again on something like Airbnb. What about your pool? Nope. On Swimply. Absolutely not. It, it is you a- know, people, people have to build big barriers to keep people from sneaking onto their property and using pools. Why would you leave yourself exposed to that kind of liability? If somebody because, um, somebody slips or maybe they crack their head and then they're like they turn around and sue you? Maybe there's... No, well, it seems like it's just bound to happen eventually. Maybe there's an assumption of liability if you use the app. Yeah, yeah maybe, you use but, the app, like, you're not liable for the things like that. Yeah, whatever. Until somebody <laughs> sues you and then you gotta deal with it anyway. Airbnb is a great... <laughs> Airbnb is a great way, though, if you have an extra room or a house or a guest house uh, to put it to use and make money off of it when when nobody's living there, you know? If I had an extra house that I never intended to reside in again, maybe I'd do that. But I think I would probably just save myself the headache and sell the freaking house. I don't know. Just the idea of strangers coming in. and I wouldn't be comfortable in somebody else's house. And I wouldn't be comfortable with people coming into my house that I intended to actually live in. I mean, how do you, you know? know you know, thousands of people use this. Like, hundreds of thousands of people use this. Yeah, it's creepy as hell. I, I, I don't get it. It's cheaper. How do you know they're not going through your drawers and looking at your crap and going through your medicine cat? I mean, wait, so no, you guns. have a you. You're not allowed to wander. What? You're not. You don't you, get just you access. You can limit rooms and stuff. Like, you if thinking? you have that many, you can limit them. You're not. Well, somebody's going to want to stay in the master, right? Like if somebody rents a house, they don't want to be in the maid's. No, you don't rent the it house. Depends on what you don't rent. The, it's if if it's a room that's available, then it's just the room, and that the pictures of the room are there, and it shows you all the amenities, and it shows you the, oh, the commercials a, make it look house, like they're enjoying the entire. Yeah. Well, sometimes house. So you if can. You get the whole house. You, as the owner of the house, can limit it. So them going to the house already renting or well, like I'll tell you this. Equally- I'll tell you this. Normally, people who live at the home do not put up their entire house. Yes. So if people live there, they're not putting their whole house up for for rent. So I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know. I just thought people are all the time. Hey, there's a room. First of all, I don't want to meet new people. I certainly don't want them in my house, and but I wouldn't want it to be the, on the. I you don't have to hang with them. You know that, right? Yeah, but don't you feel kind of obligated? No. To, no. All you have to do, what happens is they give you, you like a code. You got to probably. Through like, don't even the have messages, to speak to you don't even have to speak to them. If you're there and you like see I them just coming said, into the... I just said, if you're living at the house, you're not renting the house to them. You're renting a room, probably. They don't get to just use the house. If you are living yeah, there. Yeah, but they, they got to get into 
to the house? Somebody's got to open the door for them and no. probably show. I don't. Know. No, they don't. You give them a code to get into the house. And you, you don't just even have ignore, to be there. like, if the person opens and you're watching TV in the other room and they come in, you're you not, don't even say hi. First off, you're you probably shouldn't be there. Or you okay, so you, you only rent your house when you're there. not going to be there. Yeah, you don't oh, okay. have to be there. All right, I thought you were saying people were there. No, the whole no, thing no. Is, just seems very uncomfortable and awkward. You're making it as complicated as checking your bank accounts. <laughs> I'd rather just stay at a hotel. I know how that works. Yeah, but you have to pay hotel prices. Not all, everybody a has whole, money. There's a whole thing going on right now because on Airbnbs they're making they're giving all these rules like no parties, no smoking, no drinking, no pets. Uh, you're gonna have to clean up after yourself. It's giving up a lot of chores that people are saying. I'd rather just go to a hotel. Okay, there you go. So I'm really ahead of the curve then. Uh, kind no, of, no, but I mean, you're if going you're somebody, about it like a really weird way. If you're somebody that's traveling the country or going to places like me and the comics I've had to go to, and we don't have cash for a hotel, we're going to get an Airbnb that costs 45 bucks for the night I didn't instead. even like staying at at like a bed and breakfast. Yeah, but like you're, a regular bed you, and breakfast because you got to interact. Will you with even the address address the fact that you're rich and that you can afford I these didn't things? Say that you can afford. Wait, so you're you can afford a hotel room. You the, did say it earlier, the, and you I can did, afford I a hotel didn't say room. It in such a crass way as you're saying. Yeah, that's what you're saying. I'm rich, so I can afford a hotel. I can afford. Well, a, we weren't even talking about. Hotels. Yeah, you were. We were talking about you're, how I was worried that. Because that's for poor people. Airbnb is for poor people. That's what you're is saying. Is it? That's what you're saying. Is the commercials it? make it look it like it's for rich people. You're saying the it's for poor people. commercials make it look like Some they're these Airbnbs mansions. Some Airbnbs are for poor people, but not all of them. There's a lot that are very pricey. Very nice. But it seems like you're saying it's for poor people. No. No? I, I mean, I wouldn't want to do Bus it. I'd be. It wouldn't be worth the discomfort. about Airbnb. <laughs> First of all, he thought he had to be present. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, well then, in that case, I wouldn't want strangers being in my house so without, then don't without put your house being up there. Then house up. Fine, I I am expressing that I, I don't get the whole appeal of the thing. If you're saying it, it works on levels of like, oh, you know what? I have a huge family, and we just don't want to stay at a hotel. Would be much comfortable if we were in a home where we could have our own kitchen bathrooms and, and usually like those are extra rental properties that people might have that exactly. instead of renting them a lot of put the them Airbnbs oh, oh, oh. are rental properties that people that nobody occupies so you might as well just put it up on Airbnb does this make sense now of it no nah, not really I mean I guess so I think first of all but you don't have to be there and if you don't want strangers in your home don't put up your home for Airbnb how do you know people aren't just going to straight up steal from you? It's like a. I, why would you have your nice stuff there? It's a rental house. Why would you have any of your stuff there? Okay, I don't have a rental house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then you wouldn't so obviously be using you this. You wouldn't be uh, utilizing Airbnb to get cash on the side for that rental property. Wait, wait. So you? Okay, I'm not trying to come <laughs> off as elitist here. I'm just saying, isn't anybody else creeped out about the idea of strangers staying at your primary residence? Okay. You, you came off as weird. a leader. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird that you even think like, oh, my home is going to be on Airbnb. What about these strangers rifling through my hat closet? <laughs> right? <laughs> my haberdashery. What if, they, what if they go crazy in the in the costume room? In the costume room. room. <laughs> I see Captain America come out. I'm like, I didn't invite you here. But Nico is right. A lot of these are rental properties that people have. Nobody's occupied them, so they zhuzh them up a bit. Zhuzh them up? That is yeah, a good they one. put up some nice linens and stuff. I but they don't put their personal things yeah. in these houses, Buzz, so that people can rifle through their things. 
I love. I, let me just say, Airbnbs have saved mine and Jibs's butts several times. There are definitely a lot of benefits. It's uh, sometimes they're very cheap. Yes. For and just one night, you don't have to be going through just a whole rigmarole right, of like let's how say, you do with hotels. Let's say a hotel room could cost anywhere from seventy-five to one hundred fifty bucks. What First of all, not, you you won't find one that's seventy-five with the taxes and everything. It's going to come out to over a hundred dollars for a night, no matter what. True. There is no what at an Airbnb. No, at a hotel. No, at a hotel. There's oh, no hotel. You ought to see the piece of crap hotels I stay in when I'm on the road. Like I'll pull into places. Why would you want to stay at a, a terrible motel when you? Because all I want to do is sleep for like five hours and get up and make the rest of my trip. Anyways. Only, because I'm too afraid to pull over on the side of the road. Anyways, Airbnb has <laughs> nicer amenities. and I, I don't go to these places for the amenities. You go in and it's a nice Indian family and it usually smells like curry because they Those also Those are almost always a hundred bucks. There's, yeah. With right? taxes and everything. With taxes, they're always a hundred bucks. Around. So what is an Airbnb? It'd be around. It could be. Anything. It, really, it, could, could be 40, it could be anything. It could be 50, 40, 50, 60. 100, 200, 1,000. The two of them, yeah. Nico and his friend, they could split that. 25 bucks each for a room? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That makes our trip worth it. Every every hotel that I stop in in West Texas and Oklahoma, the whole trip, it's this, it's a family, and they're back there watching like a, a Bollywood movie on the TV, <laughs> and you can see them behind the desk. And they live there, and they cook there, and uh -huh. it's the cheap. I highly encourage you, the next time you're traveling like that, check out Airbnb. See if you can find something cheaper, something nicer. Oh, you're talking like the Motel 6s you and I stayed at when we went to Colorado. <laughs> that the one with, oh, with no. all the moths? With the moths. The moths that made it their colony. That? Inside the room. And Buzz. No, no, no. That, and then I'm, I can shushed I tell you them out. And then Buzz is like, oh, I don't care about moths. Just let them live with us. Yeah. <laughs> Just let them live with hey, us. That place is the is the Waldorf Astoria compared to some of the places I stay in. And you pay $100 for that? Buzz, you, yeah, you're no, rich. I mean, that $100 for that would not be great for the moth colony. The, a colony. Hundreds. Hundreds of moths all over the, cur the, the curtains. And then I shake them out and I, I run away. Did I tell you? I'm scared. Did like, I tell you this, this is gross? Oh, my God. Buzz the, lays down. He doesn't even mind yeah. the moths. Just ignore All I want to do is lay here <laughs> and sleep. This. He says, they live with us now. Yep. Let's go to sleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm crying. Like, it wasn't even worth it to call the person and say, can we get switched to another room? I was just like, and then, I'm tired. So then I try, it, I try it and catch each one individually in my hands so then I can throw it out. But there are hundreds. <laughs> There's hun and hundreds. Buzz, Buzz is like, why are you doing that? Oh, my God. Why? Why am I doing well, this? Well, I, I had already because claimed. So, so obviously everywhere. we're living in a moth colony. Obviously, we got a room with <laughs> two queens, right? <laughs> not us. No, the bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I had already claimed. Oh I had claimed the bed that was f further from the window. The window is where they were. So <laughs> it was at that point. I was like. Yeah, he didn't pay for the room. I paid for the room. He's going to he's get that's the moth bed. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in the non-moth bed. It was the Mothman prophecies. <laughs> oh, my God. But do you remember the story where we're going and I stopped outside of Wichita Falls? For some reason, Wichita Falls, you can never find a room in Wichita Falls. Uh -huh. Airbnb. Uh, but we stayed. I finally found a place outside of Wichita Falls, and my daughter called it 
a murder hotel because it looked like a hotel or probably a murder. Did H.H. Holmes make this? Also, it was right across the street from a cemetery and not like a nice cemetery, like a scary old country cemetery. So on the way back from that same trip, I agreed, all right, we're going to stay in a nice place. So I stopped someplace in Lu- close to Lubbock, and it was like 370 bucks. The murder hotel that we stayed in, yeah, like 75 plus hotel. taxes and stuff. Maybe you shouldn't call it that. That's its official name, weirdly enough. <laughs> Look, if it's got a TV that I can watch and I can fall asleep. And a bed. Oh, but the main thing is it's got to have good air conditioner. I can't stay in a hot room. Like if that moth room had <laughs> had not had good air conditioning, it had nice... We're moving like, rooms! Like, I think they still use three on at that hotel. That's how old that thing was. But Joanna, I spent most of the night outside. Like, I didn't want to go back into the room at all for the rest of the night. The moth took over and <laughs> Nico couldn't fight them. We were only there for one night. We were going to go and visit many of the local attractions that they have in beautiful Trinidad, Colorado. <laughs> and then we were going to head right back. <laughs> All right. Well, with the news, Amiko. All right. Let's take <laughs> a break. <laughs> Here's the telephone number if you ever want to give a call. Uh, toll-free studio line is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210 to talk to us live. How about some wet and wild tickets? Why don't we go ahead and give away a pair? And you can use these anytime. You could use them uh, Monday for going Nico from the Buzz Adams Morning Show at Total Wine and More at the Fountains at Farrah. Mm -hmm. Five to seven this afternoon. We're going to get crunk. You can uh, leave stocked up for your 4th of July celebration, beverages. Uh, You could also win tickets to Wet and Wild Waterworld. You could use those tickets anytime. Or you could come out Monday for the big fireworks display to KLAQ. Wet and Wild Fireworks Spectacular is brought to you by Ranch Rita, a margarita-style drink inspired by a far West Texas legend. Which legend do you think Don Haskins. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Marty know. Robbins. I'd love to find out. Last, I might even bring my puppy with me because I brought my puppy to the last remote. <gasps> hmm. Is that professional? I don't know. Is it not? I don't know. It's probably a real crowd pleaser. But yeah. Sometimes you got to be in the store. Maybe not everybody oh, that's wants a true, you to bring that's your a dog point. inside yeah. the store. It's All not right. like this is Santa Fe or anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got a couple items. You bring up a couple, and I've got, I've got a couple uh, of items that I think need to be mentioned. Sure. Uh, go ahead. What do you want to hit me with first? Uh, I have chefs reveal red flags that tell them a restaurant isn't good. Okay. If it's got golden arches outside. (laughs) What are you talking about? That is some gourmet. All right. Let's say red flags include things like this. Uh, Number one, the smell. If it smells sour or like disinfectant, red flag. Okay. I don't think you have to be a chef to figure that out. Don't eat at places that smell weird. All right. Well, some places are going to smell weird because of the food. Here's a random one. If there's a fish tank at the restaurant and you take a look at it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's clean, you can bet the, cl- the kitchen's clean. But if the fish tank isn't clean, you can bet the kitchen isn't clean either. Uh, dirty bathrooms, dirty floors equals dirty kitchen. A huge menu is a sign that food is either frozen, pre-cooked, and reheated, or ingredients are not very fresh. <gasps> Cheesecake factory, Cheesecake how factory. dare you? I know. Things the size of the Las Cruces phone book, their menu. 
<laughs> Where's the manager and what are they doing? Do they look exhausted, upbeat, helpful, engaging with the staff? Good managers tend to attract good staff. So that can be a big uh, red flag if they're not there. Okay. Carpet. Or if they're there and they just, they seem miserable. Right. You, if you can identify the person in charge and, and you get a bad vibe from them. Then you can kind of get a bad vibe. it's the right. whole thing. Yeah, I agree with that. The carpet is a red flag. It's quieter. It keeps the room and the dining room quieter, and it doesn't uh, get slick, so no slipping. But it's one of the most disgusting things at a restaurant. Vacuums only go so far at cleaning. Huh. Everything else can just seep in there. So like at a Furs cafeteria or something. Oh, Furs got just destroyed. What? You didn't know? Did you see the... Joanna, did you see that? I did, yeah. Yeah, it was on FitFam, the video of the last Furs getting destroyed on the east side. Oh, the last furs in El Paso. In El Paso. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give you a heart attack. <laughs> what? Uh, the bread. Uh, good bread. If they can't get the bread right, then they probably won't be getting any of the rest of their their menu items right. The bread is simple. Oh, so if they don't do good bread, if they can't bring you some nice complimentary bread. Right. That's decent. That's sign. Who's uh, got the best bread that they bring out? Mm. That's a really good question. Red Lobster. Red, oh, Red <laughs> cheesy Lobster. Biscuits. Yeah. Texas Roadhouse. Texas, Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse, man. Actually, State Line has some. State Line has yeah. some amazing bread. Yes. Um, if you can smell the seafood when you walk in, then it's not fresh. Fresh seafood doesn't have that scent that we usually associate with it. It doesn't uh -oh. get that until it gets old. What if I walk into the strip club that also serves lobster <laughs> and I smell seafood? Which one should I assume? <laughs> I think it same rules apply. It's not fresh. If I go to Buck's Cabaret What's, and I can smell the lobster, does that mean it's the lobster? Well, they don't serve lobster, so... Yes, they, yes, they do. do. They That's their whole thing, the steak and lobster deal. Oh, Dude. I thought you were talking about the strip club. We Buck's Cabaret. Buck's Cabaret. Oh, I thought they have crab. Oh, the crabs are complimentary. That's free. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you see lots of plates left half full, like, <laughs> probably you should run. I don't know. A lot of these, you're giving me these red flags, but sometimes I've had some of the best meals at, like, those little hole in the walls. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to lie. There's some really gross, disgusting restaurants I love. And then Chico's like Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, cheap ketchup on the table. <laughs> they, if they don't have Heinz. What if they just have Don't. it in that one bottle that's red that indicates it's ketchup? Right. You're at, you're at a 50-style diner. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got the red, the, like, nothing but red. Red bottle with the ketchup. Yeah. Nothing but yellow with the mustard. The best. Yeah. So which one of these things do you think is probably the best indicator? What's the best piece of advice you've heard so far? I mean, all of them seem pretty common sense to me. Yeah, I'd say so. Although, you know, I never think about I, that I, stuff about... I, hey, order the food. If the food's not good, don't go there again. I mean, if you really yeah. like the food, I guess you overlook all the other stuff. If I've you think definitely it's overlooked a lot of things just because the food was good. Hey, uh, Joanne, I have a story about an actor who uh, is talking about his time when he voluntarily went through gay conversion therapy. <gasps> and it's the dude who played... From the, Mean Girls? From Mean Girls, yeah. <gasps> Wait... The gay guy from Mean Girls? Yes. Yeah, the too gay to function dude, Damien. <laughs> I think you know that. <laughs> yeah, I know Mean Girls. Come on. You know Mean Girls quotes? Yeah, of course. How come? Okay. How Daniel Francis. No <laughs> What's that? How come when I quote it, no one follows along? 
I know what you when you say it's Wednesday and we wear pink. I get what that is. I know I know all your references. I don't. Damn, damn buzz. <laughs> Uh, Daniel uh, Franzese, I'm going to say, who played the character Damien, who was too gay to function in Mean Girls, <laughs> revealed that he put himself through com- conversion therapy when he was 21 years old. Oh, my old. God. He's 44 now. What do you think he was probably, 20, 25, 26, when he played uh, a high yeah, school student in Mean Girls, something Damien. like that? Uh, he saw a conversion therapist for six months who made him come out to his mom. And tell her it was her fault that he was gay because she was so open. Uh, When Daniel said he was afraid of going to hell, his therapist assured him that he wouldn't. Not even if Jesus saw him giving oral to a man. (laughs) His conversion therapist told him all that matters is if you love God. You won't go to hell just for being gay. His therapist told him that he used to be gay, but was now married to a woman. Although, in Daniel's words, the guy was so, quote, was, quote, so gay, like (laughs) gay.com.org.edu. So, he says he quit conversion therapy for good and repaired his relationship with his mom. Aw. She doesn't even go here. Nice. Uh, that conversion therapy, I think they, you know, all the stuff we were talking about, the Republican GOP, didn't they have like a little, a little plank in there for their platform about, oh, we, for we the Texas totally, GOP, yeah. for the Texas GOP, we, we totally want to promote conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a thing that, you know, some of the other stuff, like we don't believe Joe Biden is legitimately the U.S. president. The conversion therapy just kind of got buried under a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, Travis Barker was rushed to a hospital in L.A., and I don't think we know yet uh, exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital yesterday. It sounds pretty serious because he he tweet Travis tweeted, quote, God save me. Uh, his daughter, Alabama took to her Instagram to ask for prayers. Travis had gone to his local hospital yesterday for an undisclosed issue, but was taken from that hospital to a different hospital. Oh, my God. And Kourtney Kardashian was by his side. Nico, what does that mean when you go to one hospital and they take you to another hospital? Um, Is that an indication that it's probably serious? Um... In one sense, yes. In another, it, it could just mean that that hospital was uh, unequipped or didn't have the specific doctors that he may have wanted or required. Although he was at Cedar sinai Yeah, is, that seems to be a pretty comper. I mean, that's one of the most famous hospitals. Right, so they should have everything. Now, if he has a personal... Wait, he was at Cedar sinai and then they took him to another hospital? Or he ended up at Cedar sinai Okay, he ended... Okay, I'm sorry. He he was at West Hills Hospital first and then was transported via okay. ambulance to Cedar sinai So, could that makes sense. West Hills Hospital, if it wasn't... If it was like a level three medical or level three well, trauma... We don't we don't have any word yet that I've seen on what the issue is or what uh, Travis Barker's condition, although... So, that's th- the only reason he would have been transferred to a, a bigger hospital with more con- comprehensive stuff is if, yeah, it was more serious than West Hills could have... There have been so many rock stars having so many different 
uh, medical issues, I feel like the CDC needs to have a spokesman set aside just to deal with like classic, mm-hmm. classic, or just rock in general, rock stars to keep the public informed of what's going on. We have Ozzy Osbourne recuperating, Tommy Lee nursing four broken ribs, Alan Parsons on the mend from spinal surgery, and Travis Barker. Entertainment news coming your way a little bit later. Uh, there was an, a local update uh, about the trial for the Walmart shooter. So, is that ever going to happen? Yeah, uh, the district attorney Yvonne Rosales announced a target date for the state trial against the accused August third Walmart shooter. You ready? Okay. Summer of next year. So. Summer of 2023. That is a target right now. Uh, Rosales said, We are aware that this time frame may seem long for many. However, keep in mind that trials were delayed due to the pandemic and have only resumed as early as January 2022. Uh, last week, like U.S. District time. Judge David Guadarrama announced jury selection. The federal trial would begin in January of 2024. So he's got a state trial, then he's got a federal trial, and uh, Yvonne Rosales said that her office, the El Paso DA's office, is going to continue to seek the death penalty. All right, let's find out what else is going on today, and then I've got a, a brief Mosho calendar and daily almanac of events coming up in just a few minutes. This seems so weird. It almost sounded like a joke, but I guess Alec Baldwin interviewed Woody Allen on Instagram Live yesterday. That's weird. So weird. Yeah. But they must have agreed that it was a safe space because Alec Baldwin didn't talk about Woody Allen's sex scandals and And Woody Allen didn't didn't talk talk about Alec Baldwin shooting somebody. (laughs) Woody Allen. We're just a sit- couple of non-controversial guys. Yeah, just sitting here talking about non-controversial things. All right. So who wants to ask the first question? Shoot. Oh. Oh. <laughs> During his Instagram live chat with Alec Baldwin, Woody Allen said he might only make one or two more movies. And here's why. A lot of the thrill is gone because... It doesn't have the whole cinema effect. Now you do a movie and you get a couple of weeks in a movie house and then it goes right to streaming or right to pay-per-view. But it's not the same as when I went into the movie business. So it's not as enjoyable to me. You know, Woody, when all the controversy with him and his... Kind of stepdaughter. Stepdaughter wife? Well, okay, so Sun Yi was the adopted daughter of Mia Farrow, who 
Woody was not married to, but they'd been a couple for a long time. Oh. And she was adopted when Mia Farrow was with, I think, Andre Previn, like the famous violinist. Okay. Uh, so he was never her stepfather. But definitely, it's like your mom's boyfriend and you're, you know, during the time when you're 10, 11, 12, all, all the way up to 18. You know, come on. That's super creepy. Very. But it seemed like Woody Allen was elderly back then. You know, when this was all coming out. Oh, I'm going to kill myself if I find out Woody Allen was the same age as I am now. When, like, Mighty Aphrodite came out or something. But that was a movie. They, a lot of his movies let you know that there's something unhealthy with Woody Allen as far as age appropriateness goes. Because in Mighty Aphrodite, so his love interest in that was oh the girl the what's the woman's name who's in all the tim burton movies uh, uh helena bonham carter yeah, helena bonham carter was his love interest who he was leaving for a younger woman played by uh oh uh paul servino's wife mira servino but it seemed like he was like 70 back then is there any way woody allen could be a hundred <laughs> So he would have been 59. Oh, much older than I am now. No. He would you're have the been same 59 age. in like 93, 94. 95. This, it came out in 95. This, that's when Mighty Aphrodite. Did the, did the whole Sunni thing happen around the same time or maybe right before or right after? Now you're asking too many oh, questions. Okay, all right. Oh, but he was, he was 60 oh, years old. 97 He's, is when he hooked it up with Sunni. Yeah. So two years after. So when he was 61. Right. Like so I exactly said, your age? No, wrong. He seemed oh like God, an elderly he was dude back then. Than you. But even watching the movie, <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> but, but even watching that movie before all this, all the stuff, it's like, wait a minute, who is this old man who's casting Helena Bonham Carter, who was I don't know, maybe thirty at the time, like half his age. <laughs> Why did you ask? It's just spitballing. Just throwing it out there. Now I got to find out how old Helena Bonham Carter was at the time. What was the last movie Woody Allen made? A Rainy Day in New York. Midnight in Paris no. is the last one I she, saw. She just said A Rainy Day, a rainy day yeah, in I mean, New York. Yeah, but he's made a lot that have kind of gone. Midnight in, Par uh, Midnight in Paris was, was great. Owen Wilson. was amazing. Blue that Jasmine was, was a pretty good movie. I, I, he, It's one of those guys where it's like, yeah, those are good movies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even with all the creepy oh, stuff yeah. about him. I mean, creepiness doesn't cancel out your talent. <gasps> does it day. not? Or does it? A Rainy Day in New York is really good. Look, That's people good. are still dancing to R. Kelly songs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Every time you say pre-can, Nico sings the song. It's people the still freaking pre-can, baby, we're going to have me some fun. <laughs> Wait, is that from R. Kelly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The freaking pre-can? Well, Not the pre-can, but the song is... He goes, it's the it's freaking, the freaking weekend, weekend, baby, I'm about to have me some, some fun. fun. Bounce, 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 bounce. I only know bounce. the one from the one I believe I can fly. <laughs> He's the only one. Isn't that R. Kelly? Yeah, yeah, that's the only song I know by. There's a country artist who is describing like his Fourth uh, of July memories, and I don't know the artist is uh, Parker McCollum, but listen to what he says, and just go in knowing he's describing exactly every Fourth of July when I up okay. until the age of about like seventeen for me. 
This is exactly okay. the same as what this guy's describing. My favorite 4th of July memories growing up, actually kind of dangerous now that I think about it, but we used to have firework wars where we'd shoot like Roman candles and bottle rock. We'd always go to my grandma's house, pop fireworks, and we'd end up shooting them at each other and, you know, having wars. No eye protection, no nothing, <laughs> just shooting bottle rockets at each other's faces. It was so fun. Some of the best days of my life. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> now Johnny, he can't see good. He doesn't have a good depth perception anymore. But it was the best days of my life. This is my cousin Popeye. This is my other cousin Nine Fingers. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get a look at the Mo Show calendar and Daily Almanac of Events. Today is June 29th. Today is World Camera Day. Uh, today is also Nat National Waffle Iron Day. Okay. Just the iron? Not yeah, the whole just waffle? The, uh, just the iron without the, without the food. Without the waffle? <laughs> Birthdays today include... And, Joanna, you're going to have to help me out on this one. From Pussycat Dolls, do you say her name Nicole Scherzinger? Yes. Yes. You got it. Good job. Isn't she one of the judges on Mass Singer? Yes. Mm -hmm. no, they don't even Good have job. that. They don't even have that as one of her credits. <gasps> I'm telling you, what's going on? It's been about like three weeks without a season of The Masked Singer. Right, I'm what's concerned. going on, Masked Singer? Minute Work lead singer Colin Hay is 69 today. Minute Work? Do nah. you come from the land down under? Do they do the one where it's like, uh, if you can't dance, but if you're not dancing, you're no, a friend of mine. That's men without hats. <laughs> <laughs> one is men at work, and the other one is men without hats. Men at work without hats. <laughs> Don Dockin of the band Dockin is 69 today. And uh, the actor who played Gopher on the Love Boat and then became a congressman. This is a true story. Fred Grandy played Gopher on Love Boat and went on to serve four terms in the U.S. House of Representatives. And Fred Grandy is 74. Comedian Richard Lewis is 75. If you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, he's one of Larry's friends that he's always hanging out with Richard Lewis. If he's not hanging out with Ted Danson or J.B. Smoove, he's hanging out with Richard okay, Lewis. Okay, if, if you are a fan of comedy but you don't know who Richard Lewis is, then you're probably not as big a fan of comedy. I mean, he was the king in um, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, Joanna. Oh, okay. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Richard Lewis, one of the funniest people in the world. And actor Gary Busey is also having a birthday today. He's 78. A uh, couple notable dates in history. 15 years ago, in 2007, the first iPhone went on sale. Here are the specs on it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Four gigabytes of storage, a three-and-a-half-inch screen, and a price tag of $499. Uh-oh. We've come so far. I guess they got big, and then they got, like, super big, and then they got a little smaller, and then they... Hmm. I guess the thing now is, like, oh, yeah, the pictures... It takes slightly better quality pictures than the last one. Hmm, yeah. Pretty much. 55 years ago, in 1967, Jane Mansfield, who was kind of like, kind of like a bomb, blonde bombshell in the style of 
Marilyn Monroe, Monroe, but Jane Mansfield was killed when the car she was riding in slammed into the back of a semi-tractor trailer truck. Oh, no. She was only 34. Uh, Jane's daughter and two sons were in the back, but they escaped with only minor injuries. One of her daughters, or her daughter, is Mariska Hargitay, who's on Law & Order SVU. Benson? Yes, Olivia Benson. Oh, is that her character on uh, yeah. Law and yeah. Order SVU? Yeah, she was in the back seat, but she says she has no memory of the accident that uh, claimed her mother's life. Oh, she was beautiful, Jane Mansfield. Yeah, and exactly like you're you're saying, Marilyn Monroe, like the the teased blonde up hair, almost almost like a Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, you know. in fact, I might take Jane Mansfield over Marilyn Monroe. Nice. Actually, yeah. And 66 years ago, in 1956, Elvis appeared on the Steve Allen Variety Show. He was forced to wear a tuxedo with tails and sing Hound Dog to a Basset Hound, and he wasn't allowed to wiggle a single... (laughs) He wasn't allowed to wiggle. Yeah, this was a big part of that Elvis movie, which is... If you're going to go see Elvis and you haven't seen it yet, it's like almost three hours long. All right, so it's like two hours and forty <laughs> minutes, and I think I thought it was great, but there was a big deal where Elvis was so controversial. Like I had I had known this at one time, but I don't think I'd ever fully grasped like what a sensation he was. Preachers were railing against him, conservative, uh, or I should say, uh, yeah, I guess you would say like Southern politicians thought he's going to lead to race mixing and. The, just the the frenzy that he brought women into was considered so dangerous that when they showed him on TV, they basically turned him into a big joke. So later, when you think of Elvis and you think, oh, Elvis is just a joke, they kind of turned him into that because his performance was so potent and had such an effect on people, they had to pass rules where you can't wiggle, you, you got to sing to this stupid basset hound. And, and by wiggle, you, you mean that what he was famous for was his moving his hips, moving his hips and dancing and you know sexual gyrations, which they just came right out and said was like like African uh, derived dances. I mean, it was a lot of it was really caught up in the racism of the day, which was uh, he learned that from Forrest Gump. Right? <laughs> oh, that's right. Hey man, show me the thing you do with your legs. That's right. He he learned it all. From uh, Forrest Gump. And uh, that is the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac Yay! of events for today. Man, summer's here. And that is heated up in a spoon. Buzz in the morning show only on 95.5 KLAQ. Joanna Barba has today's entertainment news headed our way. Yeah. We're going to find out why Chris Pratt is the worst of all the famous Chrises. <laughs> My Chris Pratt is Don't a... Don't call him that. A brat. That's not his name. Uh, and why he doesn't like to be called Chris, so... CP. I'm just looking up <laughs> all of the Disney movies ever because I. This is why I started thinking about this. We we had a thing uh, 
we were responding to a survey where they asked people if you had to pick only one streaming service mm-hmm. and you had to get rid of all your other streaming services, what would you pick? Well, you guys said Hulu. Yeah. And HBO Max for me. The most people said Netflix. Mm -hmm. 31% said Netflix. And I said Disney Plus just because of, like, I don't think I'd be able to sit idly by and not watch Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh huh. You wouldn't want other people to tell you about it. Yeah, right. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of the Marvel, all the Marvel stuff is on there and, uh, but I made the comment to Joanna. I said, you know what? Maybe one of these months we'll do a thing where we watch like everyone. I was thinking, what if I only had Disney Plus? And then I thought, what if that's all I had? Like, I couldn't watch mm-hmm. anything on TV unless it was Disney Plus. And I suggested, what if we started off with like the very first major Disney feature, which was Snow White? That was the very first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we watched every one that Disney put out. But what I failed to realize was Disney was pumping out like 10 or 12 movies a year through the 60s and 70s. And like things that either I'd never heard of or maybe I had seen when I was a kid, but I had forgotten about it. So once you get past Snow White and Fantasia and what else do you think? There was a period where it was like, okay, these are the classic Disney movies. Uh Willie the Steamboat Captain. No, that's more of a cartoon. So okay. I'm talking about feature feature length films, and then Disney really came back in a big way with Little Mermaid, Beauty of the Beast. Mm-hmm. So it's almost yeah. like, but in between, there was this whole twenty to thirty year period where they were just cranking out all these really weird movies. So, what would you say is like between the seventies and eighties, sixties to eighties? You know, I would say kind of between, you know, Jungle Book. That's one that's in that time period that was still uh, a classic. You know, there was a classic. The Rescuers. The Rescuers, right. But we, at some point, if we were going to do this, we do have to watch the 1975 Disney movie, The Boy Who Talked to Badgers. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> of course. The famous boy the young boy gets along better with the animals he befriends around his family's Canadian farm than the people he lives with. I'd rather talk to beavers. We'd have to watch a uh, <laughs> Disney animated movie from 75 called One of Our Dinosaurs is Missing. How and could it, you tell? And in there, every now and then, it's like Escape to Witch Mountain. Great. I, right. I saw that when I was a kid. I think they showed it to us in school one day when the teachers didn't want to work. You know, you ever, did you did they ever do that? It's like, uh, today's Today's a blow-off day. We're just going to, everybody's going to go in the auditorium, and we're going to watch Escape from Witch Mountain. For my Latin class in high school, we watched Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Yeah, we did stuff like that. Yeah, they speak a little. They speak. speak, Uh Like his tattoos in Latin, that counts. (laughs) Oh, the Apple Dumpling Gang. Have you guys ever, I remember seeing that in the theaters when I was a kid. Do you? You saw it in theaters? (laughs) 1975, yeah. I would have been like seven years old. I have the VHS tape. Really? Yeah. You know what <gasps> one... The Great Mouse Detective. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. It scared me, though. It kind of did, yeah. It was kind of scary. Do you know what nice. movie we would have a hard time watching? Because they definitely don't have it on Disney+. Plus. <gasps> Which one? Song of the, the South. South. Of course. The one about... The super the, racist one? The one about the white kid and his favorite slave who go on adventures with cartoon... I don't know, like a rabbit, right? Uh, I think so. I've never actually seen it. Have you ever heard of one called the Shaggy DA? 
No. Like so, a district attorney who doesn't get a haircut? It was a sequel to a 1950s Disney movie called The Shaggy Dog about a guy. I don't know if it's like a curse or whatever, but he turns into a big shaggy dog. And this was like the the sequel 20 years later where he's now the district attorney. <laughs> All right. This came out in 76. For an entire year, this was my favorite movie of all time. The Shaggy DA was my favorite movie until Star Wars came out the following year. I saw The Shaggy Dog with Tim Allen in it. That was a remake. Oh. So it it had Dean Jones, who was kind of like Disney's go-to guy for 30 years. He was in a lot of the Disney movies. And yeah, he was Dean, a, we've got another one. He was like a 20-year-old when, when he was starred in Shaggy Dog, so he was in his 40s when Shaggy D.A. came out. <laughs> Gus, I saw this in theaters in 76. I'm telling you, they used to pump these out. Disney would put these out. And this was about a donkey. Where are you finding this list? I must see it. Too. IMDb. Oh, okay. Okay, so I saw this one in theaters. It's about a donkey they discovered who could kick a ball, a football, through a goalpost. So he gets drafted by an NFL team. Like Airbud? It's basically Airbud, but 30 years, 20 years before Airbud. And I, if I remember correctly, Tim Conway <laughs> and Don Knotts were in it, but it was all about this, this donkey that made it to the NFL. So, yes. An ass? Mm hmm. Ah, The Rescuers. I saw that. That was one of my favorites, too. Love The Rescuers. That's from the 70s? Wow. A lot of times they'd put out, like, an album and storybook version of this when, when I was a little kid. So The Rescuers is one that I probably memorized every line of dialogue because you would get an LP and you'd put it on and they'd have the storybook with it. Does that ring any bells, or is that anything they had in your life? You know, lifetime? anybody who's listening that was born in this century is probably thinking, what ancient history are they going through? I want to point out, neither one of you were born in this century. <laughs> <laughs> neither one of you millennials were born in this century. Good point. Why don't you do any of the Herbie the Love Bug ones? I watched all of those. Did you, you did? Yeah. Her- well, I'm just saying, for every Herbie goes to Monte Carlo, there was also hot hot lead and cold feet, <laughs> <laughs> which had which also had Don Knotts. So that's another thing. But between Barney Fife and Mister Furley on Three's Company, and Scooby Doo, and the Scooby Doo Mysteries, Don Knotts was a major Disney yeah. star. Uh, anyway, if we were going to undertake this, Joanna, mm-hmm. we'd be biting off way more than oh, we could you chew. would be going. Probably, that's yeah. hundreds of hours. Oh, yeah. And then the movies don't get really good from Disney until, like, there was kind of like a resurgence in the 90s. Yeah, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and then Aladdin. Well, have you you watched the documentary about what was going on at Disney and and kind of the the shift in the talent and what they were doing at that time? It's kind of an interesting story. Oh, here's the movie that they ripped off Toy Story from. The Brave Little Toaster came the out. The Brave made. Little Toaster. Think about it. Think what. Think how much that parallels Toy Story, because they would all like go inanimate as soon as a mm-hmm. human walked in the room. So I think some of the same people that worked on that created Pixar. Like I think you know that little lamp in Pixar. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's from the Brave Little, to- the Brave little like Toaster. A, I remember there being a lamp in that. Yeah. Thing. So, uh, oh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was a Disney movie. Hell yeah. Like, there are a lot. You know what? What? Little Mermaid was first. 
1989. Mm-hmm. Dugtails. <laughs> yes, Dugtails. Do you want me to prove that I... Memorize like every line from the rescuers. You want me to prove it to you? Are you, you gonna sing the song? R E S C U E Rescue Aid Society. Heads held high, touch the sky. You mean everything to me. I want you to sing in that to jam, your daughter. In a jam, in a scrape, when there seems no escape. R E S C U E. You know what? That's gonna save your life someday. Yes. I think. <laughs> You're going to be held at gunpoint and somebody's going to be, sing, sing the Rescuers. the Rescuers I song. Will, I will blow your head off and let you can sing in its entirety the theme from the Rescuers. You don't need to know your account balance, but. Let's check our entertainment uh, headlines and kind of forget we had this part of the conversation. Uh, Joanna Barba has our Hollywood news. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Dakota Johnson revealed what it was really like making the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, which ended up being a bit crazier than anyone thought, all because of the book's author, E.L. James. In an interview with Vanity Fair, Dakota said James had creative control and could be demanding at times. She often insisted on things that wouldn't work in a movie, like a character's inner monologue. She said it was always a battle, and they'd even do multiple takes, both the version the author wanted and then what they wanted, and said, quote, if I had known at the time what it was going to be like, I don't know if anyone would have done it. I would have been like, oh, this is psychotic. But no, I don't regret it. There are things I still cannot say because I don't want to hurt anyone's career. Jamie Dorton and I were treated very well. E.L. James is a very nice woman and she was always kind to me. And I am grateful that she wanted me to be in those movies. I'm surprised that any movie company would give E.L. James, who basically wrote fan fiction based on Twilight and then changed the names to other names, right? that and they just, would give her that kind of control over a over a huge Hollywood release like that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they were like, well, we're going to try to stay true to the the book, but there are some things that don't work in a movie. Well, a lot of times what they'll do is ask the author, can you write the script version of your of your book and sometimes the author will get a lot more control if they were the script writer if she wasn't though yeah she could have just been a she just, and you know it, the it thing say, about she had creative control how 50 shades of gray she originally wrote that as fan fiction it was supposed to be edward and bella what? from Twilight. i always thought i was like okay is this a movie about vampires also that's not just a rumor or a fan theory that's no, yeah. that's the fact that's, that's why i truth. always thought oh it's about vampires too and what the 50 not, shades of yeah. gray and no, it's just some dude well, who likes to sing. So her her reasoning for it being a difficult movie to film wasn't because of all that stuff, all the sex no, stuff. It was they were letting the E.L. James have creative control again, who's basically a fan fiction author, have control over their multi million dollar Hollywood production. I would like an inner monologue at this point. This is a movie. We don't really you do can do inner. Mo- I, I mean, know. I know they do. There are ways to do inner monologues. It's not like it, you can't do it. Yesterday, we learned a lot about Chris Pratt. Like, remember when he posted a tribute to his wife, Katherine Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. and one of the things he praised her for was giving birth to their healthy baby girl. The internet really ragged on him because his son, with his previous wife, Anna Ferris, was born premature and has had a health problem because of it. Right, so they were dragging him because they were like, oh, the, uh, unlike yeah. your son, who's not healthy... You freaking worst of all the Chris. Right, and that's why they call him the worst Chris. Well, Chris says that he was really upset about it. In an interview with Men's Health, he said, quote, that is effed up. 
My son's going to read that one day. He's nine, and it's etched in digital stone. It really effing bothered me, dude. I cried about it. Also in the interview, Chris, Chris says that it's funny that he's become, quote, the face of religion because he doesn't even believe in it. Yes, he believes in a very real God, but said, quote, not in the customs created by man, which he believes have been used to control people, to take money from people, take money from people to abuse children and to steal land and to justify hatred. Pride has been accused of attending Hillsong Church, a controversial church that has a reputation for being what Elliot Page called an infamously anti-LGBTQ church while slamming Pratt on Twitter. Pratt says that he's never attended Hillsong Church and instead goes to Zoe Church in Los Angeles. And then in a different interview, he came out as a non-Chris to those who know him best. He says that he prefers to be called Pratt or CP, but no one calls him Chris. If they do, he says it feels weird and quote, it's not my name. Don't call me Chris. Well, your name is Chris. Well, it's Chris, Chris. but his name is worse Chris. So, <laughs> Out of all the Chris's. Out of all the Chris's. Look, it goes Evans, Hemsworth, Pine, Pine. Pratt. Okay. Exactly. That is the order they go oh, in. Oh, Plumber. I put Plumber in there. <laughs> Christopher Plumber. Yeah, that's right. But he's not even the... Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll give it to you. Yeah, but he's still ahead of Pratt. Yes. Good point. I think he's deceased, too. So. Yeah, I just told you. Well. <laughs> With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. Final segment to wrap things up. And I was just thinking, that was an idle suggestion, Joanna, that okay. we... And it was before I realized how... How many movies Disney has put out? How time-consuming this would be. Well, I brought up to Buzz that there were a bunch of direct-to-TV movies, direct-to-video. Uh, Hell yeah. There I'd was say a lot we, of great Disney Channel movies. Mm -hmm. If we're going to do this, I, I, I'd say those don't count. Johnny like if, Tsunami doesn't count? No. You're telling me Cadet Kelly doesn't count? No. If, so, yeah, you're Cedar right. Hills? Halloween Town? At some point, like in the 2000s, Disney went heavily into... Made for TV movies. Yeah, they're some of the greatest ones. I don't think Halloween Town. Uh, yeah, you have to watch Xenon, Girl oh, of the Twenty First Century. Xenon, yeah. You know, as we were going through the seventies, and I was telling you all these old movies that you guys didn't remember. This is what you sound like to me <laughs> when you're talking about all these Disney movies right. that came out in the two thousand. <laughs> My day with the president's daughter. Oh, oh yeah, loved it. <laughs> uh, got a few comments. What was that from? My date my with date the president's with the daughter. daughter. <laughs> oh my God, was that a Disney movie? It was. Yes. And you guys both share that cultural touchstone. Yes. Yes. Wow. That Buzz, darn you man. were so right about the Disney movies. The old ones were so cool. I can remember when I was going with to see them with my sister and my mom, and we'd always go over on Montana. It's a Bronco Theater when they were first released. Is this what I sound like? Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. That guy sounds like he's 100. <laughs> okay. That's not what he's I sound like. He's probably your age. It? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because right across the street was a Charlboroer, and we'd go get our burgers and stuff, and then drive across the street, and then go see the movie. Aww. It was the coolest thing when Disney came out with those kind of movies, because they were so wholesome, so fun, made you... To laugh like crazy, best time of my life. Thanks for sharing, bud. I appreciate it. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> you, you unlocked a memory for him. Yeah. Beautiful. You have you have somebody you relate to finally. <laughs> that 
That could be your new buddy. Joey writes in, Hey, Buzz, do you remember ever seeing a movie, maybe Disney, about animal characters competing in Animal Olympics? I do. And I think it was called The Animal Olympics. <laughs> the movie had animation and real actors, sort of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, my God. Animal Olympics is a real thing. Uh, yeah, I do remember this. But I'm not sure that it was ever in a theater. I think it might have been like a dis. I think it was around the time of maybe the 76 or 80 Olympics. And it was on TV. I think it might have been a direct TV thing. But I remember that uh, some of the famous sportscasters had, were voiced. Like Keith Jackson, who did a bunch of Oklahoma football games. Oh, my. <laughs> he was one of the characters. Oh, my it. God. This squirrel is cute. Okay. Gilda Radner did almost every voice. Almost all the voices. Yeah. yeah. Vaguely, I, I have to. Billy Crystal, <gasps> direct to TV for How NBC. Cute. Yeah, what year? Nineteen eighty. Okay. Adorable. I'm not sure it's Disney though. Wait a minute, didn't we boycott the freaking eighty Olympics? I don't know, man. You were there. <laughs> was you that were the alive? There was one in Moscow that, like, we boycotted theirs, and then four years later, the Russians boycotted ours. Which Olympics did the U.S. boycott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It's the first one yeah. thing that comes up. 1980 Moscow Summer Olympics. Wait a minute. So they made this alive, Disney so. movie uh, the year of the Olympics that we didn't even go to? Yeah, because yeah. we had an we Olympics. We needed some kind of thing to fill that Olympics void. Oh, what a marketing nightmare that must have been, right? Like, if you're the guy who greenlit this at Disney, and it's like, and they're not even having the the Olympics this year. I'm well, not, they did have it. We just Disney. didn't. It's not Disney. This was not a Disney movie. Oh, this was not a Disney movie. Uh-uh. Animation is definitely not Disney. Oh, okay. By the way, I just found out from IMDb, that was not Keith Jackson. That was Harry Shearer doing an incredible Keith Jackson impersonation. Harry Shearer is the voice of... Yes. Okay. Who is Harry Shearer? Sorry. He's the voice of Reverend Lovejoy <laughs> and Superintendent... I mean, uh, Principal Skinner on The Simpsons. He does, he does the Kent Brockman. He does a bunch of the side characters on The Simpsons. Oh, pop quiz on the app chat. What are the rescuers' names? Ooh. Oh, God. I think I'd, I think I'd come closer to telling you the names of the two alligators that guarded the <laughs> <laughs> Brutus. Yeah. Um, I can tell you who the actors were. It was Tim Conway and Jaja Gabor. No. It was not. Not at all. Eva Gabor. It was Eva. And Tim Conway? No. Uh, Bob Newhart. Bob yes. Newhart. Yeah. Bernard. Oh, right. Oh, Miss Bianca. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's right. She was very fancy mouse. <laughs> she was. <laughs> so, if we did take this on... We couldn't do it in a month. Okay, all of us have to be like five movies we all have to see. Oh God, can can mine can't be the direct to video ones? Can we, no. Wait, can we put the Disney Channel original movie? Yeah, no. Come on. No, I don't think the Xenon. Disney shorts like you know the Steamboat Willie that doesn't count. That was just these aren't shorts. These are full movies. Yeah, Disney. but they were direct to TV. Halloween Town. Was that your favorite, Jonah? Yeah, I loved it. Then. At some point, you get into, like, this idea that you take an old Disney classic 
animated movie and make it live action. They were doing that already. They did a Jungle Book like in the mid 90s. Mm -hmm. Oh, live action? Yeah, like a live action Jungle Book. With Lena Headey and Carrie Carrie Elways. Elways. That's how you say it? Elways. Elways. The guy from Princess Bride. You don't think it would be fun to say Jungle Mm-hmm. Theatrical releases only. And this is feature length theatrical Plus? leases. I think they're all. Wouldn't they no, all be? No, this Jungle Book one isn't on Disney Plus. Well, come on, Disney. So you don't have all your ducks in a row. So you're saying I could pick blank check. What the hell is blank check? Oh my god, it's a really weird movie. It, but and I what, went to see it in theaters. Uh, it, exactly. it had a theatrical release. Yes. And it was a Disney movie? Yes, I yes. went to see it in theaters. I'm telling you. Right, three I Musketeers. We could get some real attention if we started with Snow White and watched every Disney uh, theatrical. You just I said know. that takes, well, that's going to take forever. Uh, it's probably a year. Commitment. It's probably a year. No, uh, let's just do the, like, the three that we each like the most. What if I pick Gus, the donkey that joined the NFL? That's, that's your choice. I want to point out that... When I come here to the station and I get on Disney Plus on days that I'm working on the weekends, it tells me it looks like you're traveling. Content and ratings may be different than at home. And it gives me like a whole different Oh, that's interesting. Things. What the hell does that mean? Well, maybe depending on the area you're at, the content can be different. Yeah. But usually that's for like entire different area codes and, and other stuff. Yeah, so right here I've got the eyes of Tammy Faye. Bohemian Rhapsody. On Disney Plus? Yeah. Those movies are on Disney Plus? The book Plus? Titanic, Pearl Harbor. Not in the United States. I don't know if it thinks I'm in Mexico or something. Oh, that's pretty racist of Disney. <laughs> or Disney Plus. <laughs> hey, we noticed you might be in Mexico. No, we're in El Paso. We're in the United States. <laughs> I'm going to make you all watch Turning Red. Is oh, that the one about uh, menstruals? Yes. The menses. So you can understand the menses. God. I like when Disney did the topics, the simple topics that everybody could relate to, like a teenager who turns into a dog, and then 20 <gasps> years later, he's the district attorney who turns into a dog. I'm going to make you watch The Big Green. What the hell's that? It's about a soccer game. Oh, I love that yeah, movie. I liked it, too. Heavyweights. Heavyweights. You're sure Classic. these are all Disney movies? Yeah. Yes. Nightmare Before Christmas. I didn't know that was a Disney movie. Yeah. And then I just saw it on the list. Can I tell you all the secrets? Yeah. I've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas. That is so weird because you're like the Halloween person. You're all about horror no movies. No kidding. Yeah, never There's seen that, it. The, and at this point, I'm never going to see it. Joint, now I'm just... It's a matter of pride, principle yes. and pride. I think if you Personal saw it, though, because there's people, I, I know girls and, and guys who watch uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and they, they buy every all the different toys and buttons and stickers Everybody for it. Dude, it's fully, me things about, that, it's, about the movie, but I've never seen it. 30% of everything they have at Hot Topic is something about, about Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Nightmare, Nightmare, what? Well, Nightmare can, Before Christmas, whatever. I can appreciate the aesthetic. Never seen it. Never going to. Never huh? going to at this point. Do you guys I, wanna... I got beef with Tim Burton. <laughs> why? Because once they've asked him, like, hey, why don't you put people of color in your movies? And he's like, well, they don't really fit my aesthetic. He did not say that. He said something towards the lines, like, along the lines of that. All right. I would have to fact check that. And now he's doing, like, the Wednesday series on Netflix. Oh, about uh, Wednesday Adams? Yeah. And uh, he's seven. bringing in, like, all these different characters. Well, but are character. any of them people of color? So Jenna Ortega is one of them. Luis Guzman. Okay. 
And I'm up. Mm-hmm. So now it fits your aesthetic. You know what right? I'm doing now? I'm trying to think of Tim Burton movies that have black people in it. There's only one. Batman. Which? Oh, yeah. Is there a Lando Calrissian played yeah, Harvey yeah. Dent yeah. in that. Oh, okay. Okay, then there's two. A, a Tim Burton movie that has black people in it. I mean, I don't want to say this because people are going to take it the wrong place, but there were African-American actors in Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. I'm just saying <laughs> Oh, Michael Clark Duncan was like the... the okay, yeah, if you want to be real literal about it, the, yes, there were... Did he do Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton? Yeah, man. That real bad one that came out with Marky Mark. That was Did Tim Burton? Yeah, that was a Tim Burton. Marky Mark. Mark Wolf. Excuse me. Tim Burton. Beetlejuice? Were there any people of color in Beetlejuice? No. Yeah, John is right. Edward Scissorhands? No. Wait, did you find the quote? Did you find like an actual quote? Because I would be very surprised if Tim Burton said it anything as bluntly as what you're describing. I, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying I'd be mildly surprised if that turned out to be uh, the case. He, there's a Washington Post article called "Tim Burton Explains Why His Movies Are Full of White People." All right, and then you'd have to get into it and like dig through it and find out what it says. Mm-hmm. No, I have to go through a paywall. Yeah, it's a paywall. <laughs> But I know that that's something. It was something like that. Like, no, it doesn't really fit the aesthetic. And so mm-hmm. when Samuel L. Jackson came out in Miss Peregrine? No. The Peculiar Kids movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I know. Oh, it's, it's shocking. He has a black person in his movie. I didn't think that was a great movie. That was You're not saying that's a Disney movie. You're saying that's no, Tim Burton. No, oh, it's a Tim Burton movie. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, it would be quite an undertaking if we watched every official <laughs> Disney theatrical release. We're all choosing including, five. Including the Apple Dumplin' Gang. Oh, my God. And the boy who talked to Badgers. <laughs> my date with the president's daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's direct video. Can't do it. Ugh. All right, have a great one, everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to be back tomorrow. Big Thursday show in store for Big you. Big Thursday have show. Have a great Wednesday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. So long. You know what I think? I think.